relax. No one's gonna recognize us. What, because of hats and sunglasses? It's not a disguise, Hank. We look like ourselves at a baseball game. Well, the 60s were fun, but now I'm paying for it. Can you do it? You almost got it! Oh, is that Toots The only thing more tiring than going that big is putting up with Hank's bullshit. You want a juice box and some string cheese? <laughs> you really have that? Is this is Toots I'll be seeing you again. Where? In general, I'll see, like, the next time you do something bad, I'll be there to oh, catch you. Oh, I thought you were inviting me somewhere. Like, Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Three Beers and an MCU. Name still pending. I am your host, Bernie, or Burn Appetit, and as always, I am joined by my two lovely co-hosts. You may know them as Ulysses S. Ger Ant. And also, Antonio Banderas, please welcome to the show, Dwayne and Scott. Say hello, fellas. Hello, fellas. Hello, uh, fellas. You didn't do the hello. extended, though. Uh, I didn't. I just needed to get mine in real quick before you jumped in there. <laughs> Perfect. So, tonight's episode is Ant-Man 2, and that means one thing that means our special guest for this week's episode is none other than our resident ant-man expert from the dorksmen and geek together podcast please welcome to the show collector clint say hello clint hello clint pleasure to be back gentlemen Thank you for joining us again for uh, Ant Man. You chose poorly when you <laughs> I stand by my decision, but not as strongly as I did previously. Anyway, <laughs> I think that will be a common theme tonight. Um, all right, guys, before we get into the movie, we have two things we got to do. What are we drinking? In the IMDb, let's start with what are we drinking? Clint. As our guest, you get to go first. Sure. So I am drinking. I, I came prepared this time. I got my my thirty two ounce uh, crawler here from Platte River or Platte Park oh, Brewing man. Company. Got the American Wheat Ale. I figured it was a perfect summertime beer for a summertime movie. So cheers to that. Uh, Skay, go ahead. You're next. Uh, right now, I got a Helltown Lattice New England IPA. Uh, I have two Ultras in the fridge as well. So there's three. I went. Got this one, grabbed it real quick, then the other two were here. Okay. What's Very what's right. the New England IPA? Is that really hoppy or is that citrus? I don't remember. It's really hoppy. Really hoppy? West Coast IPAs are the citrusy ones. Yeah. I won't Tastes like IPA. <laughs> mm. Dwayne, what are you drinking? Uh, today I, I'm starting with the Carbox Tasty Waves Summer Seasonal. I don't know actually what kind of beer it is, but it's refreshing. Then I have the Shiner Belliner Wise. I think that's how you say it. I don't know. And then I have the Galveston's Tiki Wheat, also a wheat beer. So okay, I may have an extra just stuff. in case too. <laughs> Ooh, in case we need it 
All right. I am drinking a Fear Movie Lions from Stone Brewery. Mm. That's the name of the beer. Fear period movie period Lions. Mm. Uh, FML. Uh, It is a hazy double IPA. I have two of those. They are 8.5% each. Pint-sized cans. Fantastic. So I may be slurring at the end of the podcast. <laughs> uh, and then I also have a Let Me Squeeze Past Ya from Land Grant here in Columbus, Ohio. It is a Midwest lager with lime. So I'm not quite sure what a Midle- Midwest lager is, but uh, we'll find out. It's boring and flat. <laughs> yeah, I to say it's flat. Uh, good one, Sky. All right, Uh, Dwayne, hit us with that IMDb for Ant-Man and the Wasp. As Scott Lang balances being both a superhero and a father, Hope Van Dyne and and Dr. Hank Pym present an urgent new mission that finds Ant-Man fighting alongside the Wasp to uncover secrets from their past. That tells you nothing about the movie, just FYI. Because... (laughs) Because there is no plot of the movie, and writing an IMDb <laughs> synopsis of it is impossible. Oh boy! All right, so Ant Man and the Wasp came out in 2018. It is the 20th movie in release order. Fellas, we are almost done here. We have three more after this uh, until Shang Shang Chi comes out. Impressive. And then we gotta do that. When does Shang Chi take place in the timeline? Is it? During, before, after? I don't think they've ever said. Interesting. I assume it's after, like it's going to be like the next one in the timeline. Mm -hmm. But. We'll see. Well, I don't know. It would have to take place before Loki, right? Well, Loki takes place all over the place. Or it could could be the same time as Loki. Loki. Yeah. Could be the same time. That's a good question, Clint. I'm actually it, it, glad we don't know the answer to that. Right, because we don't know that, and then I know Eternals is after that, and that's probably going to take place all over the place. So, Yeah. Oh, man, we're going to have to go back and redo this. For Eternals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, all right, let's get into this uh, lovely piece of cinema art. Uh, the movie opens with Hank Pym giving exposition about the last time uh, Hope saw her mother. Uh, we kind of learned about it in the first Ant-Man, but now they show a couple more scenes about it. Um, uh, I think it's just to show off the de-aging tech that Marvel has. <laughs> Personally, this, <laughs> this quick little scene. Um, they tell Hope that they have a last-minute business trip to attend, um, and then Hank and Janet uh, are really tiny, on a rocket ship that's being launched. Um, they latch onto this rocket with uh, this little uh, ant-sized grappling hook um, in order to disarm it. Would they not fly off this this rocket as it's careening <laughs> through the sky, being held by this little... No, because like, the, and... the mass of the magnet is the same, so it holds the same amount of strength <laughs> as a full-size one. But it would be like the equivalent of like dental floss, right? <laughs> Holding them onto this careening rocket. 
I don't know. I, <laughs> I, you have any questions or any thoughts about this? No, it's just this whole movie is filled with questions about what happens <laughs> how, when how you're this stuff works. how this shit works. Like the first one, kind of. So I like, have stopped. I've really, I've stopped questioning it at this point. Whatever <laughs> they do, they do, and fuck it. It doesn't matter. Oh, you're going to love this movie then. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that's kind of the right attitude to have here. <laughs> Clint, do you have any theories on whether or not this grappling hook would possibly hold them on to this rocket? Because at one point, Hank is like standing up, messing with his belt, trying to get smaller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, the, I the, the wind resistance would just send him flying, wouldn't it? You would think so, but I mean, you know, they're part of Shield, so they have all the secret magnets that they don't oh. sell for refrigerators. It's the really strong things. Mm, perfect. Let's go with that. Why didn't they just say that? If you just said that, we all could have moved on. We could have. You're but... not going to talk about the magnets on your feet or suit or whatever when you're strapped to a rocket, dude. It just works. It is. Like, I mean, there's no might. need for that line of dialogue. You're like, thank God for these magnets that are super magnets. <laughs> they wouldn't even be able to talk, right? Wouldn't their, like, gums be flapping in their little, like, little helmet? Like, well, they have helmets on. <laughs> well, so do astronauts when they launch them, right? They're wearing their helmets. and They do, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, but they that's their faces just go, whoa, whoa. That's because they're going straight up and not sideways. I don't know. Wait, 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 wait. hold on. We cannot let this comment. <laughs> that's G forces. No, Wayne, what no, do you wait mean a that's minute. G forces. It's the, it's the same. It's the same amount of forces that Ant Man and Janet are facing, also on the rocket. No, you're saying it was wind. No, no, I'm saying the G forces would also cause their face to go <laughs> la, 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 from being on the rocket that's shooting through the the sky. Sure. <laughs> Is this going to be the conversation like every time there's some questionable ant powers slash science in this film? Hasn't this always been? This This was last time. This is going to be the longest podcast we've ever done. (laughs) We got two hours to fill, Skay. No, this is going to be like four if we keep doing this. That's right. (laughs) So we're halfway through, and this time they did the... The uh, the plating was too thick for them to bust through, so they had to shrink below molecules to disarm it. Um, let's see. I said they are legit standing up while tethered to this rocket. Um, Janet has to do it because Hank's regulator's damaged. She went subatomic and crashed through all the parts of the rocket. Um, it didn't cause it to blow up, though, which is super convenient. Um, when you're when you're just blasting through all the electronic components of the rocket, um, for it to just peter off and then just like dive straight into the water, was super great. Would have been very hey, very bad if it blew. Hey, up. she saved thousands of people. Okay, she was just disabling the thrusters attached to the payload. Mm-hmm. I mean, the payload like that didn't make impact. Why would it just blow up? Rockets don't just blow up for no reason. Payload's got to be delivered. I would think that it, you know, setting off like sparks and shit as you're destroying the inner components of a rocket could be troublesome. But I don't know. I'm not a rocket scientist. I'm just there's assuming. nothing explosive there unless she's in the fuel tank or whatever. Like, I mean, what the hell? Do you know how rockets work, dude? <laughs> okay. okay. Well, I like how Skay's now defending the science of it, right? <laughs> just, uh, just give him five minutes and he'll he'll be back on my side. Um, she's lost in the quantum realm forever or until Hank goes and gets her later. 
Oh, spoiler uh, alert. <laughs> I mean, they've been talking about that for two movies now. That's right. obviously what this movie's going to be about. Right. Fair. Um, Hank had to tell Hope that her mom died, and then um, they show uh, clips from Ant-Man 1 and Scott going into the quantum, um, quantum realm and then coming back, so they know it's possible now. Mm-hmm. Um, they show Hope with that awful haircut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, She's all business. <laughs> All business. Uh, Hank shows Hope his plans to bring her mom back, and then the Marvel Studios logo hits. And then it cuts to Scott present day. He's playing a game with his daughter in a box fort, uh, complete with ants made of boxes. Skay's worst nightmare. (laughs) Um, This is like the most elaborate game of all time. Um I like well, lot, he's stuck at home. Cool. He's got nothing else. That, this was, would have been a great uh, thing to do this past year. Right. <laughs> two years. He's in. Uh, mm-hmm. He is two years home confinement, uh, as we will find out in a little bit. Uh, Luis is there to help help him out and play, and he controls the ant's arms to show Cassie where to go. They're doing like a mini heist. Um Really cool. They have like red string as like the lasers that they have to like crawl under and stuff. Um, the prize at the end is the best gift that Scott ever got from his daughter. It's a trophy that says "World's Greatest Grandma," um, <laughs> which I think is like the funniest part of the movie. Is <laughs> it was very funny. I, I chuckled. That was good. It delivered by the classic uh, uh, Paul line that nobody else can do. There, Ran, um, what's his name? No, um, shit. Why am I drawing a blank? Paul Rudd. Yeah, you deliver that line perfectly. <laughs> I love it. It's it's very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, we see Scott and Luis now have their own security company that they are running. We find out that Scott is on house arrest, and uh, his foot with the bracelet went through the fence as they rode the slide um, down the steps. Um, and outside, crashed into the fence. His foot went through it, and it just happened to be the foot with the bracelet, um, which sucks for him. But that causes the FBI to show up. And yeah, but would that really be enough to trigger the perimeter alarm of his fucking bracelet? Like that seems a little far fetched. Well, you got to remember we're living in the age of uh, you know precise weapons and techniques and what have you. So yeah, so you would think the FBI uh, would have someone outside the house if there were breaches. So that way, if uh, they can walk in immediately. Which we'll see later in the movie. That's exactly what they do. Or or be like, hey, this thing's uh, two inches outside the zone, and it's not moving. <laughs> right. I think we're okay. <laughs> nope. They have to kick open the door and then flip all the all their belongings inside, and just it's just a dick measuring contest. You know, they just gotta let them know they're there. One um, thing I love about this is I still don't understand how uh, Scott Lang has that really nice place. They never. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I know he's hmm. got his own business now, but he's an. He mentions earlier how you know how hard it is to find a job for an ex-con. So how did he get this nice place? Because it's not his. You know, his Tony, ex-wife. This and is her one place. of Tony's places. <laughs> okay, I mean that's as good an explanation as any. That house in San Francisco would be like right. a million-dollar house right. easily. Right, and I mean I think he lives above a business, but it's still like, 
how is he affording this? Like, you really should be, like, in a one-bedroom studio apartment, but... Did you see the view? There's a scene <laughs> later on in the movie where, like, him and Cassie are talking, and, like, mm-hmm. you can see a little window above their heads. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, a view of the bay and, like, the bridges and yeah. stuff. They're, <laughs> like, like on top of a hill, like, perfectly <laughs> overlooking everything. Yeah. 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 So that, that's my... Uh... That's the first thing I noticed. Not the I missed the grappling hook and magnets thing, but I definitely noticed this nice house in the middle of San Francisco owned by this guy that's stuck at home. So, <laughs> well, it sounds like crime does pay. So, man, I was no, waiting no. for the uh, so stupid there. <laughs> so stupid. No, no, <laughs> it's coming. Uh, not yet. <laughs> Now we know why this elaborate game was set up so well. Um, Scott can't leave the house. Uh, he has all the time in the world to, to do this stuff. He also has three days left on his house arrest, which we find out. So that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, Scott shows Wu that he learned close-up magic. <laughs> Chekhov's magic trick. Uh, perhaps, for <laughs> perhaps for a TV show later. Who knows? We will see. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Cassie asks Wu why can't he leave her daddy alone. He says, well, you know how at school there are rules like you can't draw on the walls? Well, your dad went to Germany. He drew on the walls with Captain America. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That was really funny. Mm -hmm. Got a little more elaborate than that, but... I didn't feel like writing it down. No, Uh, I do like Randall Park a lot in that role. I think that... uh, Oh, he's he's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's really, really good. Well, and the chemistry with him and Paul Rudd is Mm -hmm. like awesome. It's nice to have like two comedians who can interact with each other and bounce off each other. I think that. it's I the best part of the movie, honestly, the, the chemistry between the two of them. Well, I mean, Wu Wu's done good enough for uh, or Randall Park's done good enough to keep Wu alive. Let's put it like that. You know, he shows up Ooh, later, so Sorry. he may be crushed by an ant later. <laughs> <laughs> I like the daughters interacting with him too. Like, not only her and Paul Rudd, but her and Wu. Like, mm-hmm. they get into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Later on. Agreed. Yeah, several times. Um, as part of a plea deal, Scott has to spend two years under house arrest, and then he's uh, he has three years of probation. So now we get uh, a perfect idea of the timeline after Civil War, um, which is actually really nice, because sometimes you have no idea like when these movies actually take place from each other. Right. But but this is telling you. Um, it's two it's years after. It's been two years. Well, one year, 362 days. <laughs> uh, At this point, yes. <laughs> after, uh, after they were caught from Civil War. so uh, He can't have contact with anyone who was in violation of the um, Sokovia Accords either. So no contact with Cap or Black Widow. Falcon. Uh, who else? Hawkeye. Black Panther, uh, Vision, yeah, but... Wanda, Spider-Man. Yeah. No, they weren't in violation. Oh, they yeah, weren't? They were... It was the guys who were on the run on the other side. Uh, on the yeah, wrong the side, side only, yeah. okay. So, mm. yeah. But, but either I, Wanda or Vision was, right? Because they were No, fun. they're, they're both cares? on. Yeah. But either way, you got, you got most of them. <laughs> who cares? He can't talk to the matter. Avengers because reasons. So. The, consequen- <laughs> the consequences of that movie are already over. Who cares? <laughs> It's been two years. Everyone's free. No one cares. Uh, but he, he couldn't talk uh, to the uh, Hank and 
Hank because the tech he used was Hank's, and so Hank's in violation because he used it. Like that seems a little crazy. Well, it was obviously and blatantly and just openly discussed. It was stolen. It wasn't given to him. So yeah, Yeah. and then I mean, Captain America's shield is Stark Industries, right? So (laughs) technically, Tony would Tony's dad. Dead body would be (laughs) (laughs) and Gary Shandling and yeah, yeah. (laughs) they dig up Tony's dad, (laughs) cuff him. (laughs) You're coming with us. Uh, Wu asked Scott if he's had any contact with Hank and Hope. Uh, as we've just mentioned, their tech it was their tech, so they violated the accords too. Wait, so that means whoever manufactured Hawkeye's uh, bow and arrow. Is in violation too, which right? would be Shield. So yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it, it was. It's a very well, Shield big doesn't exist, right? Didn't Shield disband? They don't really exist. Oh, okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> he reminds them that associating with them breaks his deal. Um, so that's exactly what Scott's going to do. Gonna associate with Hank and <laughs> Hope, and he's going to he's going to break his plea deal because if there's one thing we know about Scott Lang, it's um, Lying about his daughter being the most important thing in the world because he's constantly putting his his finger <laughs> in jeopardy to do stupid shit. <laughs> what, like mm-hmm. the second he's free from prison and like being in trouble, he immediately decides to do something that gets him back in trouble in jail. He's a recidivist, uh, damn it! He just can't. Yeah. He can't keep himself out of trouble. I just can't quit you. <laughs> <laughs> um. Poor Forrest Lang. <laughs> 20 years in prison if he's caught associating with them. It's quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy, I said a guy who only wants to spend time with his daughter as seen in Ant-Man 1 will throw it all away for the third time. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Uh, and then Wu, asked him, Wu asked him how he did the card trick, which I think is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And uh, not at all relevant for a later TV show. Scott, his ex, her cop boyfriend, and Cassie are all like a big happy family now, which um, I actually think is refreshing to see. Um, you don't see a lot of, um, uh, I don't know how to, not really broken homes. family, but yeah, broken homes interact uh, so nicely together. They, they like, all they do is like hug each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they're like as, as cheerleaders the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of nice to see. Mm hmm. Uh, cuts to a montage of him trying to kill his last three days worth of time. He plays drums. He bowls. He watches videos on magic, karaoke, reads books, origami, trick shot basketball. For some reason, I wrote all these down. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then they eventually show him, uh, you know, doing work on his company that he started. <laughs> they show him fucking around <laughs> for like two minutes of the montage. They feel like, oh, yeah, wait. We forgot. We mentioned he has a job now. <laughs> I, I was half on. expecting them to do that and then be all, well, that was a fun 45 minutes or something like yeah, that, that's you know. A, that's a, I was waiting for that, too. I was like, <laughs> him to look at the clock and be like, an hour! Right, but... <laughs> they never do it. Uh-uh. Um, he decides that's, to take That's a- in the director's cut. <laughs> ah, that explains that. Um, I bet what's also in the director's cut is... Uh, Seen some peen and balls when he takes a bath. 
I was going to say, this is Rami's favorite scene of the movie. <laughs> He's finally, about. finally, we get some shirtless Ant-Man action. He uh, he has a dream about the quantum realm, and he sees Janet in those dreams. Um, he's like inside of her body um, when she's playing hide-and-seek with Hope. Uh, we don't know what that means yet, but... I mean, we assume it's Hope. Like They don't say it's Hope, but... No, but... Hope. Right. Yeah, what it was really hard to figure out. <laughs> if it wasn't hope, we had other questions. Sherlock Holmes had to figure had to deduce it. Um he takes a cell phone out of a hiding spot in the wall that the FBI never checked. Um and he calls Hank, risking twenty years of prison to tell Hank about a dream <laughs> when he has two days left on his prison sentence is so insane. <laughs> It was kind of funny though, because he he said the whole thing, and he's like, "Yeah, this just sounds stupid now. I don't know why I'm calling you." Yeah, and then it's okay. He breaks his phone in half, so it can't be tracked. <laughs> he's eating, watching TV, and then uh, takes a tiny dart in the neck. He wakes up and is in a car with Hope, uh, who thank fuck has a new haircut. Is what I have in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Her hair is normal in this movie. She asks yep. him, do you think it was really a dream, or is it possible you actually saw my mom down there? They're driving a shrunken car, and they're pigeons. Um, this is where the movie is starting to lose me. I say, this is pretty <laughs> stupid. I'm starting to lean towards Skay's side. <laughs> uh, this little freaking micro-machine driving around the streets of uh, San Francisco. <laughs> And nobody noticing it. You know, it's not like the car is the size of an ant. It's like a micro machine doing like somebody on someone would see it, right? Or hear it, you'd think. Or hear it, yeah. yeah. It'd be like a Yeah, late, later on when they shrink the car, it's like a remote control car, like me Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but everyone's just ignoring no no one seems to notice this micro machine driving well, down the street. And and not only that, the they Skay will love this. They set up the science in the beginning that right he had to wear the helmet because it really fucks up your head when you shrink. Yet they're just in the car. Oh, no problem. I completely <laughs> forgot about that rule. <laughs> I completely forgot about they made the rule that you go crazy if you shrink without your helmet on. Yeah. Oh my god. I, I had forgotten that too. <laughs> oh my god. Good point. <laughs> Maybe they have new shrinking technology. That I think Clint's lowering his score in this movie right now. As I, I said, it's, <laughs> it's it's not going up. Um, oh my God, I, I'm think, I completely forgot. I'm about thinking that. maybe they have to be, and this is just hypothetical. They have to be in the vessel, and the vessel itself, if it stays relative to the same size, they don't know. I don't know. I'm just. It's like a it. containment field. The van itself is like the helmet. Right. It, right. It like maintains. Pressure. Yeah. Or throw, throw a line in there that says that, though. Like right. You established right. I, you had to have the helmet on. They didn't, and you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But wow. I'm just trying to keep this thing oh, going. Man. To be honest, <laughs> like, I have to go. <laughs> I just blew Bernie's mind. What are you talking about? You did. Yeah, my mind's blown, and we're only five minutes into this movie. Uh, <laughs> they uh, they put the bracelet on an ant who's sitting on the couch watching TV, eating Fruit Lips, Fruit Loops. <clears throat> Uh, Luis walks in and it scares him. Uh, yeah, this this movie's not good. <laughs> when I, like, 
I don't I don't know what it is. I don't remember this movie being bad. I thought I remember liking this in the movie. Too. So I think when we saw this, and then you know when it originally came out, it kind of got a buy, and it got a buy because it was wedged in between Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, I think everyone it like was right after Infinity War, right? Like the expectations were like, it can't be that good, so fuck it, let's just watch it and enjoy it. You know yeah, what I mean? I, like I, I think people were expecting a whole lot from it, to be honest. I'm noticing as a whole with these MCU movies that the majority of them are not as good as I remember <laughs> when I first watched them. And it's it's most likely due to trying to find things wrong with it. Right. I mean, that's yep. like the whole point of the podcast. But, but it, like uh, he's saying, though, sometimes it's like the mindset of you going in to watch this. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like Black Widow, when we watched that, we were like, whatever. Like, <laughs> this movie doesn't matter who cares like so if you go in that mindset you're gonna find a million faults mm-hmm. yeah or I you're just not gonna care about him and enjoy the movie wanting more. to hate him either yeah. but no yeah. well and i mean you know we gotta remember these are comic book movies and comic books always do this kind of shit too <laughs> you know what i mean yeah always that they do anyway please continue all right. Before Ken falls asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hurry up. You're our expert. We need you. Uh, exactly. <laughs> this is such a complicated movie. We need you to dissect it. Uh, or come up with they, excuses. I'm all over it. <laughs> they talk about Germany and Cap. Uh, Scott says he's he's sorry um, for not uh, calling her and letting her know or inviting her. Not quite sure. Um. Hope says, we just need what's in your head. The car gets big and they arrive at an empty office building. Uh, Scott asks, is this where you're living? Um, If you need help or money, maybe I can help. And she says, we're fine. And the elevator opens up and we see a high-tech lab uh, with ants helping build a giant uh, device. Gay, what are your thoughts at this point in the movie when you see these giant ants helping build this tunnel to the quantum realm? Oh, good. It's ants. Okay. <laughs> you big fan. Hey, hey, but they're big this time. They're not little. Well, they I, are... at least they kept the continuum from the first movie to this one. The ants can get big like they did at the end of the first one. But, yeah. There is a yeah. scene later, like they're crawling up like a tunnel to move some kind of thing down, like a couple screw holes or something. Like, okay, yeah, that's good that ants can do that because ants can grow, crawl on vertical surfaces. Like, okay, that's a good ant power. I like that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. It's what just, about using power again. drills and lasers to do welding? At least, <laughs> at least they've learned some skills, man. They've got a value, like a, they've acquired a trade. Those are skills you could take on later in life, so that's fine. How come they don't fall asleep when they get big? Uh, ah, <laughs> because they're ants. Mm. They, they don't live long. They just <laughs> work real short sleep. shifts. Right. They, you know, like five, ten minutes at a time, and they got to swap out with other ants. There's a million of them, ants... so they got lots of workers that could come out. Do we know that ants sleep? Have you ever seen a sleeping ant? <laughs> I've never seen a sleeping ant. Hmm, nope. Hmm. They must, though, right? Uh, I maybe. I I'm just assuming. I mean, I'm assuming they have just short, short lifespans. They never do. Yeah. What is the lifespan anyway, of an ant? They learned the how to use power drills <laughs> and lasers in this movie. So that's. So that's wait great. a minute. So Hank Pym is like an ant 
slave owner and just works all these ants to death. <laughs> just turns them giant. He puts power tools in their hands and just build this ant. And the, oh my god! I mean, he's got that earpiece or whatever to control him. We learned from the first one. Wow. So, yeah. If you this were trying a to build a cor- spin on this, Peter's pissed. I get it. If you were spending millions of dollars of your own personal wealth to build something complicated like a quantum tunnel to the quantum realm, wouldn't you trust an ant with a uh, power mind control? control? I mean, that's that's what I would do. I mean, it's worked for him. It's hmm. true. It does well. It kind of works. Uh, eh, not really. It doesn't. <laughs> We need to go to a place to get a thing, to go to a place to get a thing, to go to a place to get a thing, um, for at least an hour and a half of this movie. So um, it is—it's a work in progress. I'll say that. Um, if they can pinpoint the mom's location, then the pod can take Hope down there and get her. Uh, they built all this without knowing if she's even alive. Just a hunch. Uh, they powered on for the first time last night, and it shut back down. For a split second, the doorway to the quantum realm was open. Five minutes later, Scott called Hank with the uh, message about um, his dream. So uh, Hank said, we suspect that when you were down there, you entangled with her. Scott, Quant- Quantum entangled, right? Quantum entanglement, right. Quantum ent- Scott says, no, I would never do that. I respect you too much. <laughs> 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 which I think is pretty funny. Yep. Uh, they think she put some sort of message in your head, a location. Um, and this is where I took my first break from this movie. I had to go <laughs> take a walk uh, because this is so fucking stupid. This is where Skye is, is so... taking his walk too. <laughs> and <we're> moving. <laughs> Just had to go get another beer, you know? Or three. So, All right. So then I... I relax, I come back, and I'm like, all right, let's power through this movie. Things come to a halt when he mentions the dream was playing hide-and-seek with a little girl. Dumbass Scott isn't smart enough to figure out that that would have been Hope, (laughs) who he knows it's Janet, right, in his dream, and he was seeing through her, but he can't figure out that that was Hope. (laughs) He was playing hide-and-seek. It, like, blows him away when they say that. Uh, wait, what color was the wardrobe? Did it have horses on it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, so they need a MacGuffin to stop the machine from overheating. So Hope goes to buy one off of a, uh, a generic bad guy. So this is the first time in this movie where we need to go to a place to get a thing. Mark that down. Time number one, <laughs> go to a place to get a thing. Because there's at least seven times where we need to go to a place to get a thing. Um Hank's carrying around a case with a bunch of micro machines so they can pick a car that they want to drive. <laughs> um, as we learned from Ant- Ant-Man 1, um, when shrunken, <laughs> items retain their mass. So <laughs> that uh, little case that he's holding with probably 12 cars inside of it would would weigh as much as 12 cars would. I, well, I, we, I we, also learned, about... yeah, we also learned from the first one about the tank on his keychain. So Yeah. <laughs> I wrote down so, that case is about 40,000 pounds. He's carrying. <laughs> but it's a heavy one. They notice, got those big vans and stuff in there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you notice in this movie, they never do anything? Like, uh, you know how in Ant-Man 1, like, uh, Scott would fall from a little bit of height, and then when he would land on the tile, he would crack the tile? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. You notice they didn't do anything like that in this movie? 
Uh, actually, <laughs> I noticed they do some things like that. They do when? There's the fight scene in the kitchen that defies all laws of whatever we've seen. Like, she flies right through a sack of flour. An ant is not going to be able to generate the no, force no, no. to do that. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But neither is a person. Like, I can't run out a sack of flour and go through it. Well, yeah, but <laughs> if you had something tiny, like a, a needle or a pen, you could stab a pen through a sack of flour because you yeah, have enough force to do right. that. Right. If you had a 180-pound pen, you could throw that through a sack of flour <laughs> if you could pick the fucking thing up. Okay. Yeah, I guess, and, I guess you're right. She flies around and beats the shit out of those dudes when she's still small. She doesn't always like, right, warp into big it. all the time. Save it. Save it. We're almost there. <laughs> um, they, sh they shrink the whole office building and put it in the van, which, again, uh, that that uh, office building would weigh as much as a full-size office building. So, really I, just like that it has a, I just like that it has an arm like a carrying case for a rolling yeah. bag. Um, as they drive away, we see a ghost. Uh, Skay, what are your thoughts on this mysterious ghost thing? Ooh, mysterious <laughs> ghost thing. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Are you interested or? Well, I mean, we'll we'll discuss it later around the same time as that kitchen fight scene. <laughs> okay. I, th I think she looks cool though. Oh, sorry, it looks cool. <laughs> God damn it, Dwayne! <laughs> uh -huh. Just ruining it. Hank has his uh, uh, his creep uh, cam ants in place for this little uh, meeting Hope is having at the hotel restaurant. Um, Sonny Birch is the bad guy's name. His specialty is uh, to be in movies so the good guys have excuses to have big fight scenes and car chases <laughs> without there being actual consequences. So that's, that's, that's great. He's good at it. That's literally the only... like. They can't have the good guys having a car chase scene with cops and wrecking the cops because that would, you know, mm -hmm. that would be bad, right? Cops right. die or whatever. So they add this generic bad guy for no reason other than to give them <laughs> an excuse to have like some sort of car action chase. scenes in this movie. Ah, so stupid. <laughs> uh, There's the first one. <laughs> Scott keeps asking for Altoids that are in the van, and Hank keeps slapping his hand away. So we see Chekhov's mink. <laughs> this does not pay. Like, I don't fucking understand this mint thing. The re we'll, we'll talk about it when the reveal happens, but uh, like, I don't even I don't even understand the mint thing. Um, I can agree with that. Birch says he has a friend in the FBI who tells him that her name isn't Susan, it's Hope. She's working with Hank Pym. Birch says he knows what they're building with all the stuff they're getting from him. Quantum technology. He tells her that he set up some buyers for their lab for $1 billion. $1 billion. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> <sighs> okay. <laughs> Hope... Hope tells him they aren't starting a business. Give me the part we agreed upon. He says, nah. Uh, <laughs> she says, okay, grabs her bag of money. He says, you can go and takes the money. He takes the money bag from her. 
uh, the money stays with me as like a little fee bad guy tax. Uh, she leaves and Sonny and the Funky Bunch are leaving and one of the bodyguards all of a sudden goes flying out of the way. We see uh-huh. the wasp in action for the first time, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's cool. Skay, what do you think of... I know you're anti-ant powers. What are your thoughts on wasp powers? <laughs> She's pretty good. She seems to use the abilities like well, which is mm-hmm. refreshing. Um, she's not just confused to like get bigger or smaller when she needs to. She's well versed in it. Um, so, and she can fly on her own. She doesn't have to have some flying ant come in and swoop her up. So that's Mm -hmm. a plus as well. Yeah. Um, she's definitely a better version of Ant-Man to be sure. Mm -hmm. Still kind of questionable physics with her, but (laughs) Definitely um, more better equipped than Scott Lang is. No, I, I love this fight scene though. Mm-hmm. It, it's super fun to watch. It is pretty fun for a movie that's absolutely not fun. This this is a fun scene. Um, Clint, you are our resident Ant Man expert. <laughs> Lucky me. Are you a wasp <laughs> expert as well? What are your I, thoughts on the wasp? I uh, wasp for the first time. So uh, again, the uh, the casting. I, I know I've, I've talked about this already a couple times, but I love the casting in this movie. Um, to give it some some grace, and I can never say Miss Lily's first name correctly, so I'm not going to bother. But first of all, she's a perfect uh, perfect Evangeline. Uh, yeah, that, see, exactly. That's her name. That's what everybody says. But Evangeline. Evangeline. I think that's okay. Ian actually. Yeah. But uh, my point is, she's great. She's perfect for this role, and. Um, I'm absolutely with Dwayne. A, a fun scene, but um, yeah, she just she just knows what's up and keeps going. I do like that they they kind of integrated with the fight scene not only the shrinking and then growing back, but actually growing stuff big again with like the salt shaker to block the door. Yeah, I thought that was a really cool cool touch to yeah. add to that. They they use that um, a lot more in this movie. The first movie, the fight scenes was about getting small, and then like you'd get big to punch. Right. He didn't. There wasn't a whole bunch of scenes where like they'd throw big stuff at him, okay. um, like household stuff. Like they throw like the big Thomas the Train or whatever mm. at the very end of the movie. But right, um, but that's pretty really cool. Good. Yeah, she's a badass. Um, Scott says you gave her wings um, and blasters. Yeah, and blasters. Uh, and then yeah, we get um, we get the dumb Ant Man scene where the bad guys try to shoot a tiny speck with guns. <laughs> just, <laughs> just fire guns <laughs> at the speck. It's so stupid when they do that. Like Plus, uh, it, trying to shoot a fly like with a gun. Like, and the leader's like, like, Would you stop shooting? <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, That's an expensive chandelier. chandelier. <laughs> yeah. Uh they they fight in the kitchen, things get big and small, blah blah blah. Um as Hope is leaving with the part, we see the ghost return. Now, I skipped over a lot of the fight scene in the kitchen. Skay, you sound like you have strong opinions about it. So, the floor is yours. What are your thoughts on the, the kitchen fight scene? Uh, I mean, not necessarily strong opinions. It's just another example of when do things retain mass and mm-hmm. they don't. Like, sometimes she gets big before she smashes a guy or whatever. But sometimes she's real tiny and the guy goes flying through the kitchen window and you know like i said she went through that sack of flour like an ant cannot i don't care how fast you throw an ant 
it's not going to go through a sack of flour. Oh, um, she's a wasp, though. Well, <laughs> point stands, you know, the same thing. You oh, can hurdle a wasp what, what if you go 200 miles an hour. Yeah, what if she goes stinger first? <laughs> what if you shot the wasp out of a gun? That's, I mean, maybe. Maybe at that point. You might get penetration, but not right through the sack of flour. And you kill um, the thing, but yeah. You know, it's still, yeah, sure. Um, still, you know, the kind of questionable physics in this scene. But uh, other than that, you know, it was an all right scene. It was fine. Guy was trying to smash her with like the meat tenderizer or whatever, smashing mm-hmm. all the tomatoes and stuff. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was all right. It was fun. Fun little goofy fight scene. Um, <laughs> Ghost uh, phases through hope. And they're fighting. Scott says, I got to do something. Hank pulls out a tiny Ant-Man suit. (laughs) It's so stupid. It's so stupid. Uh, Scott stops the ghost punch. Like she's about to punch her. And then he like the fit, the fist like grabs the Scott's hand, grabs the fist. Um, and then kicks her. She teleports, uh, uh, to the exact van that Hank is sitting in immediately. <laughs> and uh, she like phases through his neck and demands that he gives her the shrunken office. Um, so he she's does. Block- yeah, she's blocking his breathing. Yeah. Right. Super cool powers. I do yeah. like Ghost a lot. I think she's a cool baddie. She's got like quantum yeah. powers and shit. Yeah, pretty pretty yeah. good. I, sh- I don't like using the word powers they're kind of powers, but they're kind of not. I don't abilities? Know. Yeah. Abilities, yeah. Side effects? Yeah, side <laughs> Results? Yeah. Um, Hope and Scott run to the van, and Hank yells, they got the lab. Uh, they need a place to go and regroup. And uh, so they decide to go to Scott's uh, new business office, where they argue about breakfast and cost-cutting, because that's funny. <laughs> it's funny to argue about pastries. Well, this is where you get the three guys, yeah. the three guys he worked with on the job last time. Yeah, uh, we need T.I. To, and, and Polka Dot Man. justify paying yeah. T.I. to be in the MCU, so you see this part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this scene pissed me off so much. Louise says, I heard about this person that can phase through walls and stuff like a ghost. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Where did you hear about this person? <laughs> like, fuck you. What, you he's the man on that. the street. That's right. Oh, fuck off. You can't just say that. Oh, I heard about this. Oh, the, oh, wait a sec. You saw a person that could face your stuff? I just heard about that. Fuck you. I did. I like the Russian guy, though, because he compared her to Baba Yaga. And I had a class yeah. in college that was called Russian Fairy Tales, and we learned all about Baba Yaga and Dobovoy and the other one down that I can remember, Rasalka. Oh, yeah, the Rasalka one. She was like a water demon that died. She was like a virgin that died or an unbaptized child that haunted the waters of the woods near you. So is it a virgin? I guess an unbaptized. It could. Child it could be both. Virgin. It could be. <laughs> it could so. be either or, depending yeah. on who died. You know, it's probably both. Probably the unbaptized child was the real bad one. Like you didn't want to run into that Rasalka out there. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Um, they say the lab emits radiation. Um, can we modify a 
Quantum Spectrometer and Track It. Also, fuck you, movie. This this is where the movie really starts to piss me off. They just throw out science words and quantum just to like justify doing whatever the fuck they want to do. Well, didn't uh, didn't Scott Lang make fun of that? Don't we just put quantum in front of everything? Uh, yeah, at one point he does say that. Yeah. Then they meet, uh, no, this movie actually quantum. makes fun of a lot of tropes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. But like. I don't know. I don't find this movie as charming as the first one in its humor. You know what I mean? Well, and I think they even made fun of uh, the wasp's hair at some point, too, like her previous hair. Well, that, yeah, that's when just... Louise is explaining it. She's all business. <laughs> you know, that's what he's talking about. It's just like this movie, it doesn't feel like like natural humor and charm. It just feels like a series of gags. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This and was like the that was my point about the first movie. That's what I said about the first. Movie. And it was, and I, 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 and I, for one, appreciate that. But if you're going in expecting a superhero movie like Captain America, like Iron Man, you know, I mean, look how Thor three was. You know what I mean? I mean, that's kind of they've always yes. wanted to integrate the humor in there. I don't think I don't think Ant Man one or Thor three was like just a series of like gags throughout the movie. I think the humor was like. Um, intertwined with the the story and it had heart and like charm to it this is just like stupid gags like mm. this is like they doubled down on just hey we just need to be funny like a hat and glasses can't actually disguise you like that's just like a stupid gag you know what i mean like we'll, we'll talk about that yep but the lab emits radiation can we modify a quantum spectrometer and track it like are you like like fuck you movie <laughs> so stupid well spectrometer is a thing though that's an actual yeah, piece thing. of equipment guess what we have to do now we got to go to another place to get a thing number two <laughs> stop two on our world tour of going to a place <laughs> to get a thing uh, i don't even know what city this takes place oh yes i do san francisco so it's san francisco, san francisco tour gotcha um hank says it could work but all his equipment is in a lab and there's only one person who might have something they can use Oh, here we go. Got to go to a place. Get a thing. <laughs> By yeah, the way, I meant to guy, mention this. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Skay. I was going to say, the guy that has this thing is an awesome guy, but I like the dude oh, who's got gosh. the thing this time. I was going to go back real quick and just talk about the part that they needed from um, uh, from from the guy who owns the restaurant. I can't think of his name now. Uh, Sonny. That Sonny. part was like, it, it looked like a freaking clipboard. Like, you couldn't supply that yourself <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, it's a quantum clipboard. They can build uh, a quant. They can build a tunnel to the quantum realm, but right. they need this part from Sunny Birch. I know it's. <laughs> like, it was. What? Yeah, you can't. That was just. It. That was just the holding case no. for it, though. Don't you, it's don't a. You, it was a real dare. tiny no. thing inside nope. that case. Nope. nope. Don't you dare. Don't do it. No, they literally took that case and put it in the machine later on, in and the just movie. turned it. Yeah, yeah it's all. It's oh. like a battery. Oh. It was silly. Don't you? Uh oh. Uh oh. Dang. Get the bell. The Dorksman bell going. Dorksman bingo. Congratulations. (laughs) Keep going. Um, it cuts to ghost in an abandoned house thing. Uh, she seems like she's like this phasing is like making her sick. So she goes into this high tech box with a bed in it. (laughs) Uh, normal stuff that everyone has lying around at this point. (laughs) Uh, and then it cuts back to Scott, Hank, and Hope. And Scott says it's not safe being outside in the open. Uh, they're on a college campus. Hank says no one will recognize us. 
Scott says, why? Because of hats and sunglasses? Uh, they finally call out the hat of invisibility and sunglasses and <laughs> yes. that we've talked about several times. I like, I like that. I like this yes, part here. Then. Funny. <laughs> um, you know, if, if uh, Superman's gotten away with just putting on glasses to be Clark Kent for all these years in different scenarios, <laughs> I mean, why not? <laughs> My favorite part of it is he says, it's not a disguise. We look like ourselves at a baseball game. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're at a college campus, and the guy they need to see just happens just happens to be teaching a class at that exact time about quantum mechanics and and phasing. Uh, brilliant timing! <laughs> they they happen to walk onto this campus. The guy they need to see is teaching a class, and they walk in at the exact moment where he's talking about the things that's interesting. <laughs> uh, I fucking hate this movie so much. Uh, <laughs> Bill looks up and he recognizes Hank and his glasses and his hat, therefore proving that they don't work, so all the other movies are complete bullshit. Um, Bill, so they go to uh, Bill's uh, office. He has tenure, so he gets his own office. And uh, Bill and Scott talk about uh, how tiring it is to get big. Uh, they worked on a project together called Goliath which is one of Hank Pym's many um, aliases in the comic books. No, Goliath uh, was an actual character too, though. That's what I just said. No, but it wasn't Hank Pym. Hank Pym was Goliath. No. Yes, he wasn't, was, it, uh, wasn't it Bill Foster? Wasn't it Morpheus that was Goliath? Well, in this movie, yeah. I'm saying in the comic books, Hank was Goliath. In the Goliath. comic books, he is too. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm saying Goliath is one of Hank's many alias, uh, aliases. Hank Pym is like 18 characters in the comics. He's Giant Man. He's Ant Man. He's Goliath. I don't think he's Goliath though. I think he's Giant. Hey, Man. He is, according to Wikipedia, Hank Pym ha- is one of the alter egos of Goliath. Uh-huh. Along, Fuck but Bill Foster was also along with surprisingly Clint Barton, aka Hawkeye, Eric oh. Jostin, and Tom Foster. Yeah, Goliath's death. Causes civil war. Actually. Yes. Um, and it wasn't Hank Pym. Or the end of civil war, I should say. I think at that point they're like, oh, whoa, whoa, like, what are we doing here? Uh, yeah, and that was not Hank Pym. Um, yeah, he, Hank Pym in the comics is literally like 20 people. Uh, Hope makes a joke about their dick measuring contest and gets them back on track. I think, uh, how big did Scott say he got? 65 or something? Yeah, 65, 65 feet. Yeah. How big do you think his dick got? Ooh, that, that's the problem. It stays the same size, so that's why they the last very long. <laughs> is it proportional? It would have to be, because everything else on his body is, right? Except maybe there's like a special helmet for his dick that it doesn't make it grow. <laughs> a helmet, huh? <laughs> Every, everyone's dick has a special helmet, except your skin. <laughs> Fireman. Anyway, scariest things in the way. Um, Bill and Hank fight over if he was, <laughs> if he was fired or he just left the project. Um, Wu is on campus because um, security said that they saw Hank and Hope on campus. Therefore, the uh, proving the hat disguise doesn't work even more. <laughs> uh, Scott says he has to get home. As they're leaving, Bill says, wait. Oh, my God. 
this is another time <laughs> I took a break. You might be able to improve that. You, you may be able to improvise that tracker if you modify the diffraction units on one of your regulators. Like, oh, fuck you, movie. Hope says, I think that could work. <laughs> okay. Fuck but then know. they don't have an old regulator. Nope. They don't have an old regulator, so now they got to go to a place to get a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. <laughs> this like this movie. Whoever wrote this movie had no idea what the movie they wanted to write. The plot of this movie is to go get Janet from the quantum realm. That would take a total of fifteen minutes. So then they fill an hour and forty-five minutes of fucking MacGuffin bullshit. MacGuffin. <laughs> I fucking hate it. I hate this movie. We'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. Keep going. In the car, Hank, Hank says he eliminated the diffractors in the suits when he upgraded them. Perfect. Perfect, right? Yep. Uh, Scott says, well, uh, what if we had an old suit? Because they made a reference earlier about after Germany, he destroyed the suit so no one, so the government wouldn't find it. He was supposed to do that. Um, Hank was mad at him for doing it because it was his life's work. Uh, but he didn't actually destroy it because this movie needs him not to destroy it. So he says, I didn't destroy it. <laughs> um uh, this movie is... It's a he movie also says he didn't destroy it because it was his life's work. Yeah, okay, because <laughs> it was his life's work. Uh, <laughs> guy that I just met for an hour total of my life. Uh, this movie is a movie of convenience. It's so annoying. Uh, he shrunk it down and he mailed it to Luis. Uh, so, as we said, we gotta go to a place to get a thing now. Uh, uh, it's not there. <laughs> uh, he put it in the trophy from the beginning of the movie. Uh, well, the trophy is at school with his daughter for show and tell. So now we got to go to another place to get a thing. Uh, so now they got to go to school. Uh, Scott's regulator isn't working right. So I was gonna say, I, I think this is the scene that Skay loves the most. The, the school scene? Is this true, Scott? Oh, this, I mean, it's not a great scene, but it's fine. <laughs> it doesn't have ants in it, so it's it's fine. <laughs> of all things to hate a movie for, like, especially this movie, the, the like, being so honed on the ant aspect of it, I don't understand, because there's so many things this movie does bad <laughs> that you could be mad at, but you're just like, no, oh, it's fine. It's fine. Uh... uh... I don't know. I, my expectations were tempered after the first one, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Like, I knew it's what over. I was getting into this time. We, we already talked about the being in the mindset watching these movies, right? So, no. I, see, I tried to approach the first one with a good mindset, but I just, uh, I didn't like it. Well, like you and said, this, you knew better. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this time, it's like, okay, another Ant Man movie. Let's watch it. Let's see what ant jokes they make. See how many times Luis tells a story where he's talking for everybody in the background. There's just once in this movie that happened. Yes, right? yes, they limited it this time. They're like, I okay, cool, that's fine. One time, one shot. Yeah, no, another gag. Gonna do it it gag. was long enough to be two stories, though. It was a little <laughs> lengthier, but well, and, and I think well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Sorry, please don't. Speaking of two stories, thank God this school was only one story. That way they don't have to try to figure out where this classroom is. 
It's easier Wait. to find. It's easier to find a room in one story building versus two, and having to go up steps and <clears throat> search two floors worth of. <clears throat> you want credit for that? My, my uh, elementary school was a one story. I don't know for that segue. You want you want like a pat on the back for your segue? <clears throat> Thumbs up. Hope says some science stuff and pushes buttons on his uh, belt uh, to fix him from, you know, getting big and small uncontrollably. Uh, and it's fixed. <laughs> Just kidding. It's not. We need him to be. <laughs> we need him to be child sized as a joke. So that's what they do. This is just a giant excuse to make a gag about him being a, like a little kid. He goes into the classroom, and, and apparently the janitor's closet has some clothes in it. Yep. The, the so lost and found. found. Yeah. yeah. Not they the front keep, office. The janitor's. Well, they office. never keep that in the administration office. It's always just in the janitor's closet. Well, I mean, maybe that's a bin that the janitor keeps to take to the lost and found because he's usually walking around the halls or kids leave Jack a jacket Hoffman. in the bathroom or something. You know, like so, the janitor grabs that and throws it in there. He'll take them all down later. You know. Mm-hmm. Of course. Fair enough. Okay. As one does. Um. <laughs> So he get he he gets the trophy and then they leave. Hope and Hank make jokes about him being a little kid. Uh, ask him if he wants string cheese in a juice box. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> Do you really have that? <laughs> <laughs> that that feels like what Bernie would say if he was in that situation. <laughs> Definitely, I, I eat string cheese every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't peel it. I don't peel it because I'm an adult, but I do eat one. Did they get the suit? Uh, yeah. Okay. In the trophy? They got out of the trophy. Okay, cool. Yep, it was taped to the... Uh, he had to take out the bottom, and it was taped to it. Um, so then they go to the empty house where the ghost lady is. So we got a thing. We went to a place to get a thing. It wasn't there, so we went to a place to get a thing. They got the thing, and now we got to go to a place. So that brings us to ghost... Are you guys keeping track? Uh... <laughs> Brings us to empty house, ghost lady, ghost lady house. Hope reveals she's jealous about Germany and Scott not asking her to come. <laughs> they they go inside. It sounded dirty as I said that. <laughs> Weird <laughs> emphasis on come there. Boom. <laughs> uh, ghost is sleeping um, as they do their little tiny uh, infiltration in this house. They see the labs. They get big to pick it up, and she looks at the bed, and Ghost isn't there. And then she punches Hope. So, um, why would she wake up at that exact moment when they came in? It's nighttime, right? So she's she's clearly asleep. Well, not only that, I, the, the fact that she didn't make any noise, getting up out of bed, opening yeah. that chamber door. Well, you she know. phases. She well, phases. she couldn't phase though. That's the whole point of that room is to keep her from phasing. Yeah. So that's why, I mean, but the fact that there was no noise or anything. <laughs> My like, thing is, it would be loud as fuck in that box, right? So if you were sleeping, like, you wouldn't hear anything outside that box. Right, that too, yeah. But that exact moment, she wakes up, and then, like, for the two seconds, they, they're, they like, looking at this office building, they turn around, she's not there. Uh, I know what it was. It was a quantum uh, influx uh, situation <laughs> that uh, happened. And... Perfect. <laughs> a quantum anomaly. 
Scott wakes up and his hands are tied to a chair. Hope and Hank are knocked out. Goes to tell Scott her name is Ava. She yep. doesn't need the suit to go through things. It just helps her control it. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, and also the pain. The suit helps control the pain. Uh, she says she won't yeah. hurt him. She just Why wouldn't she wear it all the time then? Uh, That's a great question. Pretty. There's only one suit. You need to do laundry. <laughs> she just hung it up. She never cleaned it. <laughs> that, that suit was originally white. The suit has like quantum stabilization fields built into it, which is what she's sleeping in. Fuck up. Stop it. <laughs> uh, she says she won't hurt him. She just needs what's in his head and she touches his head. Um, how does she know this? Well, enter Bill Foster. He's working with Ava. Bump, bump, bump. Skay, what did you think of the twist? Um, I like um, Lawrence Fishburne. I like Morpheus coming in. I think he should. Did you see this twist coming? Uh, no, not necessarily, but it's a fine twist. I like the twist. Dwayne, Clint? Oh, I, I saw it coming a mile away. I knew uh, they were. I, I don't I, think, I, I, don't ahead, think I did the first time. I, I did, and and I thought, and this is going to sound horrible, but I, I I didn't know going in, but I really thought they were going to be like a daughter-father relationship. I mean, that's what it was, but not necessarily biological. But I, I had a feeling, because I, I was thinking the whole time, where did she get all this tech? Where's the slabs coming from? How did she know all this? Because right. yeah. Yeah, so I was like, once he got introduced, I'm like, oh, he's going to get back involved. You don't have Lawrence Fishburne for one scene. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's but, true. <laughs> but I also thought, you know, Goliath was a good guy, so like I, I didn't put it together. Yeah. Like um, Clint said, she has all this weird tech that's so like specific to like quantum physics that like someone had to build it. I know, but I mean, bad guys have all know? kinds of crazy tech all the time, though. Like, I know, but who who do we know so far that would be able to do that other than Hank Pym? Right, I mean, it wasn't Sonny. We knew that because Sonny's an idiot. Now it might have been some, you know, it, we didn't know who exactly, but I knew he was going to come in because it's sciency too, and he's this, you know, hardcore scientist. So, and, and like I said again, I I I had the expect. You muted yourself, Clint. <laughs> well, I'm just—I was being very pivotal too. I was saying yeah, the uh, expectation. I had the expectation that you know, uh, and this is going to sound racist, that they were an actual father-daughter thing because of their skin color, you know, and and that's what registered in my head. So I I had that feeling going in. It wasn't completely accurate, but it you know that's why it wasn't a surprise to me. How dare you? It's totally fair. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I shouldn't assume all black people are related, but I did this time. Um, Ava says I bet Hank never mentioned my father Elias Starr and no one else ever will in these movies ever again so I don't know why she said that it's just, a, it's just another colleague at S.H.I.E.L.D. she like made this like big reveal like you never mentioned my father Elias Starr well like, to the comic book geeks that was a big like whoa yeah but this is movie. He wasn't that big of a deal, though. <laughs> this is movie world. Like what? Like if you're not never gonna sh- like, sh- I guess they do show him in the flashback. Bald who guy. is who is Elias Star? Though? Who He's is Egghead. 
He's a super smart guy with an egghead. Oh, okay. <laughs> and his, egg, his evil uh, name is Egghead. Eggman. <laughs> so her dad is Dr. Robotnik. And uh, Hank had him fired for disagreeing with him, and he tried to continue his research on his own. Uh, it went as you would expect that <laughs> to go. Um uh, shit was going to blow up. His daughter was at the warehouse for some reason <laughs> that day. Right. This experiment. Like, why was she there? And, and the mom. Yeah. yeah, and the mom. And it's his wife. Why were they warehouse. there? It's, it's him, like one assistant in a lab coat, and then his daughter and wife are there doing this super dangerous experiment. It's like, why? Uh, yeah. She ran back into the room to be with her dad as he was going to die in the explosion. She woke up. Both her parents are dead. She has molecular disequilibrium. <laughs> That's the name of her disease. Uh, also known as <laughs> fuck-off disease. As I like to call it. What was it called again? Uh, fuck-off disease. Uh, the, the, the scientific name. <laughs> oh, sorry. Fuck-off disease. <laughs> Anyway, was the word quantum in there? I didn't catch it. No, no. It was no. just molecular, molecular disequilibrium. Thank you. I feel like it needed to be. Molecular yeah. disequilibrium. Fair enough. You know, that yeah. thing. Gotcha. That thing that people have. Uh, Bill got the call to go check on her. He teaches her how to control uh, her abilities. Uh, but S.H.I.E.L.D. saw an opportunity to use her as an agent and a weapon. So they did experiments and shit on her. Which uh, we remember from before when we saw her in the previous movies. Gay, do you remember what previous movie we saw this from? Um, not coming to mind. Not ringing a bell. Because we fucking haven't. We've seen Shield a million times in these movies, but this part just happened to. We just happened to miss this part with this person and this uh, superpower ability person training in Shield. Uh, hmm. We probably should have heard about this by now, right? Through all the times we've seen Shield and people who work for Shield, but Shield's no, a big organization. But it wasn't yeah. Shield; it was uh, Hydra. Hydra. I mean, it was it was Shield, but Hydra infiltrated Shield. So I guess that was one of the Shield hidden things. Especially if they weaponize her. Come on, whatever. Fucking stupid. <laughs> Adding characters we should have seen before in the events, but we haven't. Just dumb movie trope that <laughs> this movie does a lot. Uh, Shield collapse. He brought her in to build. He brought her in, built this bed chamber thing for her. Uh, blah, blah, blah. As Bill is blabbing away, Cassie is texting Scott in. Uh, it's like a duck. Every time she texts him, a duck quacks uh, as his like, ringtone. And then she FaceTimes, or she sends a text that says 911, um, so it's an emergency. She FaceTimes him, so uh, Bill puts the phone up to Scott's face, and uh, she can't find her soccer shoes. That's the emergency. (laughs) Uh, Sounds like an emergency. Anyone with kids can probably relate to that joke. Yes. They should have made it soccer shoe just to make it even funnier. She only found one. (laughs) Uh, Bill says for 30 years Janet has been absorbing quantum energy they can extract that energy and use it to repair Ava's molecular structure 
how the fuck do you know this? Fuck you, movie. <laughs> so stupid. I was gonna say he knows this how. Yeah, it's so stupid. Uh, <laughs> Hank has a heart problem. Hope is screaming that his pills are in this case that we saw from before. Chekhov's mints. But it's not pills. It's filled with <laughs> giant ants. ants? Oh, yeah. Giant ants. It's a tin full of ants. What? Mm. <laughs> Why? Slapping his hand away from this, like, what's the big deal? Well, he doesn't want the ants to come out. You know? Also, <laughs> why was the ants get big opening the case? They need, they need to be hit with a. It's a quantum containment field, just <laughs> like the goddamn bed chambers. Come on, dude, keep up. What the what, ants what? aren't big in the case; they're small in the case. Right, so and when you take the lid off, it. it turns them giant. Come on, bro. Why, so why, why couldn't they do this with the of the an actual like uh, medicine? Um, container instead of an Altoids container, then they wouldn't have had to reach for it he because want an product placement. There's been so ah. much product placement in this movie already that they just keep it rolling, baby. It's a shit movie. Got Hot Wheels. You had the Cheerios box that the little eye scanner thing from the cardboard box fort was in. Mm-hmm. Fruit Loops on the couch. Like there's there's a lot of product placement in this movie. What the Enemans like uh, the the. The breakfast pastry things that they bring in. (laughs) They got all kinds of shit in this. There is. Yeah, there is quite a lot. But why do the ants get big is what we're asking. (laughs) Because that's how that box is designed. And you you don't want a bunch of little ants coming out. You want the big, powerful ants. No, the writers of the movie said, oh, fuck, they're tied to this thing and they have no way out. How are they going to escape? Oh, this is Ant-Man. Ants can do anything, so let's just have giant ants uh, untie them. <laughs> so that's how they escape. The ants untie them. Uh, they take the office and they run. Uh, it cuts to them inside the office immediately. <laughs> like, literally immediately. It just goes straight to them inside this office building. Uh, we don't know where they put it up or if the like, can they go into the office when it's small and do the thing? That's what I wondered. Like, why don't they just get in the suits? They always make it big small. and then go in it. Yeah, uh, just leave it small. Why can't hmm. you leave it small? Hide it. I hide just want to know everything. I I want to know how you uh, make it big in the middle of a forest, but you still have a power grid that supplies the building. I want to know why things don't just go all over the place when you're wheeling it around or it's getting pushed around in a car. Yeah. When you throw it and punch it through the window at somebody. Right. I mean, it, I mean, even when you're wheeling it, you would tilt it on inside. Everything would fall towards the side. So you're not even being violent. It would just tip. It would. Yeah. That office would be a mess. You'd have, you'd have beakers everywhere, like broken right. glass and stuff. I mean, nothing's yeah. like suspended or. Wow, like, or yeah. Fuck this movie. Get <laughs> no, it's magnets. It's magnets. It's man. always <laughs> magnets. They have magnets on the bottom of. Every and those damn good ones, movie. too. All right. Oh, my God. This movie's so stupid. Uh, <laughs> Luis calls Scott and he says he forgot about motion sensor lights on the plants. So he has to go bring them to him. Why can't he just add those to the blueprint? No, <laughs> like they 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 made this. I mean, I can add motion sensors to a plan, and I have no technology background whatsoever or security. Like they act or like anything. this is the world's biggest deal, and like he has to. It's like emergency to go see Scott to do this, and it's just like what? Like why? So, you can just add them. Yeah. Like, what is your fucking know. job then? 
Right. Well, his job is the budget, apparently. Yeah, put a little speck on the notes, like on the blueprints. Like, yeah, yeah that was like. that was a weak excuse. Yeah. If he, uh, if he's the money guy, right? Okay, two sensors is going to cost you this. Let me just put that on the budget and say, well, put them right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it was a way to get Luis more involved in this movie because at this point he hasn't really been <laughs> that involved. Well, not yeah. I'll let you go on. Um, Birch walks into the office as Luis is about to leave and go see Scott. Uh, movie of convenience. That this is just lining up perfectly. Um. You know who told him about Luis? The mystery FBI friend. So that's great to have a plot device friend who can move the movie along and <laughs> literally give you any info you need to show up wherever you need to be. Uh, Birch has a henchman who's an expert at getting people to talk by using drugs, like truth serum. <laughs> but he says truth serum doesn't exist. It's movie nonsense. Uh, his serum makes you highly suggestive and susceptible uh, which is truth serum. So there's lots of scenes arguing about whether or not it's truth serum. <laughs> like it was funny at first, and then they just kept going. Yeah, they did push it. A and little then more. they they keep doing it again well, later. And, and I think first time watching it, I thought it was really funny. This time, uh, same thing. I was like, "All right, can we just move on already?" Right. Yeah, we get <laughs> yeah. it. We got it. That's what I mean. Like this this movie, I feel like doesn't have the charm. <laughs> Of the first one, I just feel like it's just like hacky, like hacky gags throughout. Okay, I, I'm not arguing. Skay, this is your first time. Uh, no, I. This is an Ant Man movie. Welcome <laughs> to Ant Man. You guys wow. didn't see this the first time. Uh, I, I know, but what did you think about the the true serum thing? Uh, it, <laughs> it is what it is. I don't know. Like, what the fuck. It wasn't funny to you? Or... He's like, it was there. Can you start justifying your role in this fucking podcast? So if you can give us no, the... it's just, it's whatever. It's like, hey, it's okay. this is Thank Ant-Man. You, Adam. Thanks, Adam. You're welcome. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor like Adam. This, it, the I truth like serum, I okay. don't have a, okay. I don't have a big, like, I don't have a complaint about it. Like I complained about other things before. Like, Perfect. Yeah. If it's not, I know, but that's is. what I'm saying. Like the first, the first time I watched it, I thought it was kind of funny. This time, I was kind of annoyed. No, I just kind of sat there with a blank look on my face. Like, okay, yes, this is a scene in this movie. Like, it, <laughs> I was very neutral. Thank you, Sky. I'll make sure to keep cutting to you for your opinion. It might be the uh, Chekhov's uh, truth serum. I'll let you know when I've got an opinion on something. Like, what more? I don't know. I, I'll, I'll said you know my piece about most things. For you to share your opinion on this. That, I'll already. let you know. All right. You calm down over there. Sorry, that was my <laughs> fault. I know. ask it. <laughs> don't let it happen again. Uh, it cuts to Bill and Ava. Bill says suit and chamber aren't working. Ava says, "How long do I got?" He says, "An hour and six minutes," which is super weird. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I'll give you credit on that one. Can you believe we've, we're only an hour into the movie at this point? Uh, Not this... even an hour into this movie. We're 54 minutes into a two-hour movie. At this point. When I was re-watching tonight, like that's, I had to pause because I had to run back to work real quick and 
like I paused the movie. I was like, well, at least I can come back and, you know, finish the last half hour or whatever. And I paused it and I had like an hour and one minute left or something. <laughs> like, like, oh my yeah. God, seriously? Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. We're 54 really? minutes. We're 54 minutes into the movie at this point. <laughs> my notes aren't, my notes aren't extensive from here on out. Uh, this is, I've given up. Um, <laughs> Ava decides in order to get them to cooperate, she needs to go after Scott's daughter. Bill says uh, if you lay one finger on that little girl, he won't help her, and uh, he's done, which means she will die. Uh, And then it cuts back to the truth serum scene, which is just the giant excuse to get Luis to do his talking thing from the first movie. That's literally the the only reason to do it. Uh, It was still funny, though. I smiled, yep. I I thought so. I put only this time it's not funny. See, I thought I thought it was I liked that they integrated the actual actors and characters from the movie presently, not just random, you know, people who heard from heard from heard from. So I thought that was kind of fun. And yeah, but uh, like it was like babbling. Like it didn't have like like what he was saying like didn't really have a point. No, it, it, it didn't. Kept going from like like nonsense to this thing back to nonsense to like you know what I mean? Like ADHD yeah. kind of thing. It kind I of know, but they before, established that's how he, he is it. like talking about the pastries and shit like that. That was all setting know, this. Before scene when up. he did it, before in the first movie when he did it, you know, he was telling like an actual story. Right. It was just silly nonsense. This one, it's like, oh, I'm distracted by this, so I'm going to talk about this, like, you know, bullshit. Yeah, yeah but I think end I the think... story, and then whoop, this like grandma, like, oh, talk about grandma. Blah, 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 blah. It's just like. I, I get where you're coming from, but at the same time, if you have a movie with Paul Rudd and, and Michael Sarah, not Michael Sarah, excuse me, Michael Pena, you're going to know there's going to be something like this in it. Like, you just know it. You can't avoid it. You can't argue it. You know it's going to happen. This you is know what, what I mean? This is what Luis does, man. He <laughs> right. babbles. Like, like he, he babbles about his girlfriend's boyfriend across the bridge who's a heavy hitter and he's point, tied up. Right? And It, it did not. Like, Bullshit. He always included unnecessary detail in these not stories. Not to the level that he... Not to this level. Well, the, the point... <laughs> but I think, I think what Bernie's saying is the story itself wasn't what the story it didn't end, it didn't end with what they were asking for eventually he's like no we just went to this where he is right now oh literally right now he's this place and that was yes you know i i, I get yeah. that part but again babble and then he asks him a question like all right now what and then he's like oh here and then it fucking ends but they got to get those other actors involved but you know, I, I also liked when he started talking and the guy's like wait 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 what and the guy's like, "Hey, you put the quarter in. You gotta, you gotta listen to the whole exactly. song." Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I like that part. I that laughed. So I, yeah. Again, mindset. This is all a mindset thing on this one. I think. <laughs> you go into an MCU mindset, you might be disappointed. You go into a Paul Rudd, Michael Payne. I had mindset. a good mindset coming in. I gave Ant Man one and eight. My mindset was great going into this movie. Sure. Okay. I'm not <laughs> saying there's not flaws. We obviously distinguish that, but. Um, anyway, I wouldn't consider this one of them myself. We find out the business is broke, and this pitch that they have with this company is their last hope. Um, they should probably not keep stocked all the doorknobs that they have sitting behind Luis's desk, <laughs> like to, to save money. You know, yeah, you don't need to stock right. your office with doorknobs. <laughs> what online's for? <laughs> you can save a few bucks that way. Uh, but whatever. Uh, Louis says that they are in the woods and uh, Ghost teleported is somehow standing in the middle of this room uh, invisible. It's been like 30 seconds from when we saw her leave her house and she's inside this office like immediately 
It's a quantum entanglement uh, situation. <laughs> Did you guys think that was absurd that she was just standing there? We yeah. literally just saw her. <laughs> so stupid. Well, in theory, because Louise took so long, she was able to get there and get inside uh, there. Yeah, that's why he was Chekhov's babbling. Babbling is still only like paid off. minutes, so, but whatever. I will concede that um, it's maybe plausible. Um, <laughs> that's all we can ask. Bert Birch says it's easier to steal from the feds than the boogeyman. So he calls his FBI buddy and tells him where Scott and the gang is. Why would it be easier to steal from a boogeyman than the feds? Like, that doesn't make sense. Well, because he's got an insight on the feds. I guess. Yeah. Uh, this this lab that everyone's looking for, the FBI would just, like, let one dude just walk to his personal car with it. Right. Right. <laughs> You're getting out of yourself, though. Yes. Spoiler alert. Um, his FBI friend goes to tell Wu uh, that he got a phone call of like a like a informant. Yeah, and uh, Wu's practicing magic, <laughs> watching videos, which is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't you knock? <laughs> it cuts back to the office, and they are opening the tunnel, but it doesn't work. It shuts down again. Scott is possessed by Janet and she fixes the algorithm for Hank. A couple strokes of the keyboard. It's working again. It wasn't a message in Scott's head. It was an antenna. (laughs) (laughs) My God. Uh, More sides bullshit. And then they lock in on her position. She says time and space work differently down here. They have two hours to get her. If they fail, it'll take another hundred years for everything to line up perfectly. Yeah, time works definitely, but she aged the same oh. amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just wait, wait, yeah. <clears throat> By the way, uh, Paul Rudd did pretty good, like being a possessed person. I thought so I too. I thought so too. Yeah, it's in his wheelhouse. Um, since time and space work differently, she shouldn't be old when she comes out, so that's good news for Hank. Hank's going to have a hot young wife whenever, uh, whenever they rescue her. His wife's going to be 30 years younger than him, so uh, it's almost like real life. It's almost like he's going to have a Catherine Zeta-Jones. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh only maybe this time he won't get throat cancer from eating her out. We'll see. We'll <laughs> see. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know how that works. Maybe no. I, I bet she could heal him by touching his throat. <laughs> You're getting ahead of yourself again. Oh Keep my going. God. <laughs> oh my god, Luis. Uh, that's a good joke for anyone who's actually finished the movie. <clears throat> Luis calls Scott and says, "Ghosts, ghosts, and feds know where you are, and they're coming." Uh, he told him. In his office, uh, yeah. Okay, so this was my problem. He told, uh, he told Birch and Ghost where they were. It was at night, right in their office. Mm-hmm. He makes a call to Scott when it's daylight outside and says, "Hey, the FBI are coming." Do you guys oh. notice that they're in an alley and it's like it looks like it's like eleven a.m. I, I didn't. Did I didn't know. So I, I mean, yeah, you're not wrong, but I wonder if it was supposed to be. You know, the lab was just in a dark place in the woods versus I don't know. No, the, it was it was night in the office, uh, not that office, the office, uh, Scott's business office. Right. 
And then he was maybe maybe it's just well lit, but that's a good. I I didn't think of that, but you're right. So, you're absolutely so, right. So I wrote down like how many hours passed before Luis called him to tell him <laughs> that the FBI are on their way, and yet the true sailor was still working. And also, like, how long is it taking the FBI and also Birch to get to this? Like, they they know he's in the Mere Woods, um, which is on the other side so, of the uh, Golden Gate Bridge. So this, uh, yeah, that's what I was like, trying to like establish, like. This whole movie takes place within San Francisco, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the Mirror Woods, also known as um, Endor, if you're a Star Wars <laughs> kind of fan. That's where they hide uh, the building. Uh, Scott tells him that he told Luis where they were and they need to go now. Scott has to go home because the FBI is coming to his house. Um which he's really screwed because, as I said before, when they had the first false alarm, that um, you know it's only three days until he's done with house arrest, so the FBI would just have people outside taking shifts, uh, <laughs> monitoring the ankle bracelet, right? So they could go immediately if there was a problem. Yeah, so, he's either that or they're thinking he's three days away. He's not going to do it. We need to focus elsewhere. I'm just speculating. He has to travel all the way from the other side of the Golden Gate Bridge to his house. Yeah, he's that was his out. argument. Uh, he asks to borrow the suit and tells him that he'll meet him later. Hope says don't bother. It cuts to knocking on the door, and it's just his ex and his daughter and her boyfriend. Uh, she says they're there for the shoes. Uh, they really don't have a point in this movie. Like It was kind of sad to see because I kind of like that whole dynamic. With the the ex and her boyfriend and stuff, but like mm-hmm. they're in this movie for like thirty seconds. It's so yeah. like weird. Yeah, agreed. Especially since uh, he played like a pivotal role in the first one. Right? I know. Yeah, like he's it. such a big character in the first one, <laughs> and like that dynamic of like, um, it was like almost like a catch me if you can type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he he like catches him at the end, but he's like he's a good guy. So obviously he like gets out of it like that dynamic of like, you know, the boyfriend catching the, the ex, but now they're like family. Like they could have done so much with that dynamic and they don't do anything with it. Like at all in this movie. Other than the hugs. Right. <laughs> other than they just constantly hugging each other. There's already, there's already enough good guys in this movie. We don't need any more good guys. Oh, okay. I think it's they're just point. extra bonus good guys on top. Hmm. Okay. Um, so the feds bust in. They try to go up the steps, but Cassie is in the way, biding time. Um, magically, by the time Wu goes up the steps, Scott is back and changed into a robe that he got in the bathroom. And he's pretending like he was sick. Uh, perfect timing. So question, did did Cassie know? Cassie knew. No, did she know he was home though? Like she knew he wasn't there, right? She was just trying to get them not mm. to go. She didn't know he was there. I don't think. I think she knew he was there by then because he even said thanks for covering. And they the got there that... at the same time. I think you know yeah. they were both like running in the door, you like, "Oh, you need your shoes." Went upstairs. Help me out real quick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sick. Tell them anybody you talk to, I'm sick because they were both on the same page on that one. It's possible. Well, I didn't. Th- quote, I didn't think so when watching it, but. I mean, it makes sense. That's because right? he even says after the scene, "Thanks for covering for me." Like they talked about yeah. it. Is how I is the impression I got. Off camera, we didn't, we didn't <laughs> right. see it, but it right. happened off camera. Perfect. 
That's what I like. I like I like plot developments to happen off camera that we never right, see. Right, right. <laughs> Coinc- coincidentally and conveniently, I agree. Yeah, that's yeah. the hallmark of a good movie. <laughs> always, <laughs> always. Um, it cuts to Hank and he makes the building small again. Behind the building is about two hundred FBI agents ready to arrest them. Which is in the daytime, too. It is in the daytime. Yeah. Um, Wu is told that Hank and Hope have been captured uh, by. An FBI agent. Why Wu didn't get that phone call himself, I don't know. But someone called this random FBI agent for them to lean in and be like, hey, Wu. Right. You're captured. By the way. The thing you based your whole career on. Yeah. Hey, person in charge, we didn't call you. We called this motherfucking person to let them know, to let them tell you, whatever. Um, Bad FBI guy tries to put the lab in his trunk, but is stopped by ghosts. Um, bad FBI guy is like so pointless to the story. It's like unreal. <laughs> but like, why is like why is this a thing? Why is Birch a thing? Why is this FBI guy a thing? It's so stupid. You never even see him get arrested for being like corrupt or anything. He just fucks off after this. This is literally the last time you see him, and he's never mentioned again. Well, did she kill him? She, I just assume she just knocks him out because okay. I know, but so why is he arrested? Right, he 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 was just beat up by this person. Nobody he's knows he's corrupt, though. That's what I'm saying. Nobody knows he's corrupt. He he just well, had once the they arrest the bad guy with a truth serum, they all take truth serum. Wouldn't he mention <laughs> that he has an FBI informant while under the truth? They serum? they didn't. You're you're getting ahead of yourself again, but. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, we'll talk about that soon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Hope and Hank. There is are, no truth uh, serum. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry. Forgot. Uh, Hope and Hank are handcuffed to a table in a makeshift prison place. Uh, it's not a prison because you can walk. They're in a police station. Yeah. Or they're in like. <laughs> yeah. Are they? Something like that. Some they're kind not, of station. Yeah, I don't know. A they're in a law enforcement. Just walk out the. Fr- Right. That you could just walk out the front door and be fine. So whatever that is, that's where they are. There, wasn't uh, there bars though? Depot. That's why I was confused. There was bars, right? What do you like? Like, like they were in they were a in. jail. They were, I don't think they were in like a, a, a questioning room. room. Yeah. Yeah, they were just in a room. Was it a room? I thought so there was what, like bars. And there, and there might have been, but I mean, they have all they have ants who can unlock it from the inside. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will Whoa. say, no spoilers, Clint. So sorry. Or a wasp. It might be a wasp too. Right, uh, but they did. Have, yeah, yeah. They whatever. Know it was. How they're going to get out of this predicament of being handcuffed to this table? All right. No spoilers. Sorry. Uh, FBI guys uh, says we will be there in an hour. Uh, I forget how much hour, how much uh, time is left on their tracker because they only have two hours to go. Uh, right. Get Janet, but. It's got to be like an hour at this point, like right? Mm-hmm. About an hour left. An hour and a half, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It depends. It's Time's that. different here, apparently. Quantum he, time. He, yeah. <laughs> Time's different on in San Francisco. That's right. It's, it's quantum company. time. Come on now. Uh, he le- Hope has a bobby pin in her mouth because uh, the FBI would never check for <laughs> something like that when arresting people. <laughs> Um, she also has. Uh, you don't pin. carry a bobby pin in your mouth at all times. I, mean, I have on. one in my mouth all the time. <laughs> they would never have an inmate open their mouth to see what was in there. 
ever. Uh, they also wouldn't check her socks for a Pimja star either. That's what I call it. You like that Pimja star? <laughs> Come on. I like it. I laughed, I'll give it I laughed pretty hard when I wrote Pimja star. I, like <laughs> I like that you like it. That's what's making me laugh. Right. Fuck you, guys. <laughs> uh, she's about to throw this thing at the wall to shrink it so they can escape. And then all of a sudden, the Hope's suit appears on the table. She looks up and sees ants. Skay, what is your thoughts? That's <laughs> <laughs> just, hey, ants are really powerful, dude. They're really strong. Oh, this is a callback. Exactly. It's callback to the first one. That's uh, all this is. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, so Skay's feelings from the first one apply here, specifically, <laughs> directly, and exactly the same. It's yeah. This movie is very similar to the first one, in my opinion. I don't think it is at all. I think it's way different. I think you were watching a different movie the last time <laughs> we, we did one of these Ant Man films. I don't know. What can I say? Scott I'm not is, surprised. Scott is teleported from his house to the FBI building in order to do this. Uh, he also had an extra one of the wasp suits on him. Because <laughs> why else would he have that suit? It would be the office building that they stole, right? Like the FBI has on it. Unless right? there's one in the van, or yeah, I don't know. I don't have a good explanation <laughs> for that one. Unless he had the ants go in the office building, get the suit, and then bring the suit, and then you know. Well, in theory, there's more than one suit too. So I'm, I, anyway, the point is they've never yeah, shown that there's more than one wasp suit, though, right? Oh, I more than one it's an assumption. That's fair. Well, I mean, other than her mom, the one her mom's wearing. <laughs> but yeah, she's in the quantum realm. <laughs> go back to go back to all the old Iron Man movies. Like he's got a shit ton of suits. He's that's all he does is make suits. That's when you make suits, you make more suits. I'm just saying, what we haven't hell? seen it. We've seen the Iron Man suits. There's, there's assumptions you got to make in this. I think. <laughs> I mean, we have um, two Ant Man suits at least. Yeah. They uh, so once they get the suit, um, Hank dresses up like an FBI agent. Hope is a wasp, so she's fine. And then they literally walk out the front door. <laughs> um, One guy even was like, "Hey, sir." <laughs> yeah. Uh, Birch's men also happen to be out front. Uh, but so this this also goes back to the hat and glasses theory. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it works now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you just got out the right cool kind of jacket, that's all. Yeah. His jacket before didn't say FBI on it, right. so he wasn't hidden. <laughs> um, female body inspectors, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> he actually got that in Cancun. <laughs> <laughs> he, he got it in Jersey Beach. Um, it's a Jersey thing. They, they start following the van. Uh, after they lost the office the first time, Hank put a different tracker in it. Brilliant. Good thinking, Hank. Uh, one that, that attracts sense. ants. Come on, that makes sense. Uh, Skay, what do you think about the tractor that uh, the tracker that uh, attracts <laughs> ants? Flying uh, ants. Sorry. I just have no like, words. This is, the, this is the worst movie. <laughs> you keep cutting to me for reaction, but my reaction's the same thing, like all the time. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I won't. I won't my time. Um, By the way, you know, nobody else would notice a giant herd of ants flying as an arrow. Nobody else would notice that. Nope. <laughs> of course not. 
I don't know how you see. Like, that's got to be a shit ton of ants. That's every ant in San Francisco is <laughs> swarming to this thing right now to see this giant cloud of ants in the sky. Like, every flying ant. Uh, uh, Bill and Ava are inside the office. Uh, I don't know why I say this, but uh, I missed some stuff here. Uh, my next note is Hank decides he should be the one to get Janet. Bill starts the tunnel and it powers down immediately. Ants are messing with the components. Um, they draw uh, ghosts to the building next door, uh, like Wiley Coyote does to the Roadrunner. <laughs> uh, it's, it's so ridiculous that this just she's just like oh ants, and then she just follows this like line into the, the building next door. <laughs> it's uh, deception. It's the first thing they teach you in online close-up magic school. Okay. Uh, Ants get big and then they hold Bill captive. <laughs> Again. Uh, Skay? At least, no. Because in the first one, it was bullet ants that kept Scott in bed. And <laughs> these are that right one, here, these are big ants. Those big ant pincers could like bite your leg off. So I would be somewhat afraid of those ants, I suppose. Right. Hank has 15 minutes to find his wife. Uh, Ghost and Scott fight. It's just a discri- distraction, so Hank can use his ship to go into the quantum realm. Uh, apparently, this distraction is 15 minutes long because that's how long it would take for him to get into the building, go upstairs, make sure Bill is captured by ants, get the suit, get into the suit, get into the ship, power it on, and then start his journey. Hey, you forgot fix the console that the ants took apart. Oh, yeah. The right, ants- yeah. The, the, all the intricate <laughs> plugs they unpulled. Yeah, no, right, he, right. He had the ants just put it right back together. Come on. <laughs> That's fair, too. Yeah. Uh, um, once Hank goes in, Hope shrinks the building, and then they put it in the van. So you can be. Well, no, he's in the quantum realm. Right, yeah, he's not in the building. He's trunk. He's not right. in the building. Right. Interesting. Uh, it took an hour and 20 minutes. There's still 40 minutes left in this movie, by the way. <laughs> uh, I only have a couple more paragraphs, so it's almost over for oh, us. Thank God. But, um, <laughs> it took an hour and 20 minutes, but we're finally at the plot point of going to get Janet. <laughs> this movie. Uh, well, does she, believe... does she count as a thing? Going to get a thing? Can you I guess, yeah. The last time I did. I know, movie? but at least they're going to go right in. They're going to get her and pull her right out, though. So it'll right. be... <laughs> Like it split. was, what, 54 minutes into the movie last time I made mention of it, and then now it's only an hour and 20 minutes? Yeah. Can you believe that? Yeah, after watching <laughs> it, I can. talk about between these two that it's only been, like, 25 minutes. <laughs> that's insane. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, as they're trying to leave, Bert shows up with bad guys in cars and motorcycles. <laughs> This is the part where I said they have to have a car chase scene without involving the FBI and consequences, so they just do it with fucking bad guys. And it drove me nuts, because they're in the middle of San Francisco, not, cops never, ever show up. There's nope. never any law enforcement whatsoever, and there are cars upside down, doing flips, everything else. Not only that, but no, I mean, that that's most... typical. Yes, it is, but it, 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 it <laughs> drove me nuts then, too, because it's like... Because the scene goes on for quite a bit, and it never... I, uh... They go through the most touristy parts of San Francisco. Right, today. where there wouldn't be any <laughs> cops whatsoever. <laughs> there would be a million How cops. else do you get San Francisco to give you money for the movie? <laughs> I, I agree. I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying it cracks me up that uh, there's never any cops around. Yeah. 
I live there, and I can tell you that there are cops in these areas that they would have noticed all this happening. <laughs> oh, look at there's only cars going three times the speed limit. Eh, whatever. Uh, can't remember where the fuck we are in this bullshit. What was it? Uh, we, I'm gonna take the scenic route, and they yes. were like, "Oh yeah, I know where you're going." <laughs> uh, Hank's signal gets lost while they're doing this uh, car chase. Thing. Even, even Clint's shaking his head at this point. <laughs> I am. I definitely am. There's so, no denying uh, that. This is a chance for Hank to like take a breather, look around the quantum realm, notice how beautiful it is. He sees some like an amoeba, fucking whatever they're called. They're like water bears. <laughs> That's what yeah, they were. Water bears. I thought they were yeah. worms. Uh, what the hell they're- are they called? Oh, They're man. about to eat them. Who cares? Who fucking cares? They're about to eat them. <laughs> right before they eat them, uh, it boots up and it's ready to go again. Convenient. Great news. Hurrah. Tardigrades. They're tardigrades. Yeah, tardigrades. Yeah. Couldn't remember. No, I do. Uh, Stan do. Lee's trying to get into his car and Hope shoots it with a shrink disc by accident. He says, well, the 60s were fun, but now I'm paying for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, I don't know... If this is like a drug reference, it absolutely it is. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> or the fact that his characters are like constantly messing with his life throughout all these movies from the sixties. You know what I mean? Like I invented all these characters. In the oh, 60s it's probably both. That, yeah. that too. Yeah. Oh. yeah, good call. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sure it's both. I'm all sure that work. Yeah, all that work he stole from Jack Kirby, and now he's paying <laughs> for it. <laughs> hey uh, now, Kirby Drew, uh, he he wrote the stories. Oh yeah, but but He's the but from I, Ditko. <laughs> I'm sure you're right though. That's very clever. Yeah, I didn't know if I didn't know if it was like a drug reference or if it was talking about all these characters. I, I think it doubled down. I think, I think you're it's right. or if it was I think both. so too. Yeah, or if they knew, it, or like, did they know? Like, it was smart enough to be both. Like, maybe it was just a drug thing, and they didn't realize that it could be both, but. Either way, I'll give him credit for it. I like it. I like it too. Family like cameos, I'm all for it. Ditto. Ghost teleports to where they are magically on foot. Uh, <laughs> it's like a, it's like a horror film. They run away and then they always catch up to him. <laughs> yeah, she just shows up out of nowhere. She just like from the right. She just got like flying Bur- into the Bernie. Bernie, plane. it's it's the quantum. Sorry. Yeah. Well, she quantumly travels to where they are. Quantumly. Uh, <laughs> I like the adjective there. She uses a defibrillator <laughs> diffuser in it. Um, <laughs> big fight scene with Ava, Hope, and Scott as they're driving. Uh, more time-wasting bullshit. Scott's belt is messing up again, so he uses a big truck at like a like a like skate, a, not a like, skateboard, but like a like a scooter almost. Like a scooter, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool. I thought it was fun. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Uh, it cuts to Hank, and he wrecks his little ship thing with four minutes to go. That's a big bummer. Louise uh, <laughs> has to get the remote to Scott and Hope, so he takes a micro-machine, and uh, we get some more car chase stuff. Uh, he's pretty excited to take this car. and It's a hot rod car that he takes after the van yeah. crashed, yes. Yeah, he's pretty excited about that. No, wait, wait! But did he shrink the van, or did the van shrink on its own? I was confused there. I was like, "Wait, why did the van shrink?" I think he shrunk it. I think he he figured that one out because I mean, it, he it, has the remote to shrink the office building. 
No, no, no. He's talking about he's driving the car. He's he's. Well, no. you're saying from remotely because he was already in the other car. Yeah, he was in the um, other I car. He shrunk saying. the van and then he drove off. I like to think yeah. there's a remote for that, but I don't know <laughs> because unlike unlike in the car, there's not that giant white, you know, eight ball or, or the cue ball yeah. tied to yeah, a the lever. Van had that yeah. Too. yeah, there there is a remote for that though because when they first pull out the Hot Wheels case to switch vehicles, mm. you know, they he beeps the one down like he's beeping, you know, like a set of car keys or whatever. Good call. One shrinks, he puts the van out, picks the other one up, puts it away. And then the van blows up. So uh, there is call. definitely a remote for that. Good call. There we go. Mm-hmm. Okay. He solved the the science of Ant Man. Well, he solved he, he solved the car. He's still annoyed about the ants. Yeah, <laughs> the car and all the building flipping. I'm fine with that. It's <laughs> fucking ants. <laughs> so <laughs> hold on, real quick. Wasn't it during this uh, chase scene? Where Ant Man got really small and he was hanging out of the windshield wiper. <laughs> yeah, it was in here somewhere. Yeah. I was Although, just like, when that happened, I was like, oh, Skay is just like, he's like, this is the fucking drain all over again. Right. Was, oh, his, totally thing, was. was his thing malfunctioning, though, again? It was was that a malfunction yeah. of the suit? Yeah. Right. Like, like, I got you. And he's a little guy. Yeah. I mean, I can, I guess, kind of forgive it now a little bit <laughs> with that in mind. The suit malfunctioning. It was it was a neat it was a neat looking scene when they turn on the windshield wipers and the water and everything, but yeah. Cool. Yeah. So uh Birch ends up in Fisherman's Wharf, which is the busiest tourist spot imaginable in any city ever. Uh, Scott sees him on a boat. He says, How did he even have time to buy a ticket? Which I absolutely agree with. Mm-hmm. But he's on <laughs> and, and, and they're making fun of themselves ferry. on that one. So yeah. give him a little credit. They are. Scott keeps uh, calling ants to fly to help him fly to it, but they get eaten by seagulls. <laughs> Finally, he gets one, and they're flying away, but that too gets eaten by a seagull, so he flies in, or he falls into the water. The boat thinks it's Come a on, that was cool. I, I did like when he <laughs> fell in just a little bloop. Yeah. Bloop. <laughs> He'd, he wouldn't uh, want an Olympic, Olympic medal with that line <laughs> splash. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the boat thinks it's a whale that they see, but it's actually Giant Man. Uh, Hank's timer ran out. How do you get his feet mount. like that, though? Well, he's doing the dolphin or like <laughs> looks like a whale? Yes, I thought that, too. <laughs> CGI. <laughs> well, yes, but I don't know about you, but I've never seen a human swim to make sure their feet are at like a 70-degree angle. <laughs> you know, like a freaking dolphin. He's he's in stealth mode. Um, <laughs> Hank's Shitty timer stealth ran out. Mode. So they can't get his wife anymore. It's going to be another hundred years before they can find her. That's a that's a big bummer. This was one of my favorite scenes when his timer runs out and he starts like phasing and shit and going nuts. If yeah. that's what the quantum realm is like, then a couple times in college I went to the quantum realm. <laughs> I've been to the quantum realm. How was there like a couple weeks ago, man? <laughs> uh, he has a dream of people yelling at him. Um, so apparently I've been in the quantum realm too. <laughs> I was there today. Um, he sees a weird figure in a mask and has weapons. She touches his brain and it like heals him. Cause that's what we're doing in this movie now. Um, she takes off her mask and it's his wife. Oh my God. Except she has white hair and she's aged equally with Hank, which is a big bummer. <laughs> Cause he, he was supposed to be getting that, uh, Catherine Zeta Jones mm-hmm. wife and, 
instead he stuck with Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, but Bernie, uh, time is different in the quantum realm. Yeah, time is different, and also de aging tech is very expensive. So uh, <laughs> Marvel decided. Uh, yeah, maybe they shouldn't have cast Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer there, but all right. <laughs> we're just gonna make you old. They're like, okay. Uh, Scott puts the lab down. And he gets very sleepy from being that big. Oh wait. Forgot to mention, Scott gets the lab from the bad guy. <laughs> After, as as he's super big, standing in the middle of the age. I did like. Uh, we also saying. forgot to establish that him and Goliath talked about getting sleepy when you got big. Mm-hmm. We mentioned that, didn't we? Did we did mention that. I, I did like when he. Sleep, I did. Li- I did like when maybe. he flicked Sunny though. When he just flicked him a little bit, knocked him down. Yeah, yeah. flicked him. That would have killed him though. Which that is would've... all the right. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> That's You're all not the respect wrong. Sonny Birch deserves, though, is to be flicked like a little nothing. <laughs> uh, he gets sleepy. He falls into the water. Hope dies in. Save him. Presses more buttons on his thing. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Ghost takes the lab, and she makes it big right in the middle of the wharf. Um, now I wonder how many now, people she killed with wait, that. Wait, <laughs> when she pulled him out of the water, though, like he was tiny, right? Like She was like... Yeah, she made him super, super tiny. So she could pull him out and then lift but him then out of the water. But then all of a sudden, he's just regular size on the pier. Like... Yeah. Right. Well, she right. fixed it. She pushed buttons. She went, she went beep boop, beep boop, and it, and it worked. She control alt deleted that shit. Now the uh, the rest of the cast of Ant Man Two teleports to Fisherman's Wharf. We see uh, Louise <laughs> and the employees. We see Bill Foster. The the gang's all there. Um. Uh, it's it's a giant party. Ghost Ooh. is there in her cell thing as Hank and Janet are arriving. <sighs> Um, out of the quantum realm, she's in her cell, like trying to suck the juices of Janet. Yeah, her cell just magically arriving. showed up in the lab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, perfect. Uh, she's she's extracting Janet's quantum juice. No, actually, I do remember what's his name shrank her cell to put it into the the office. Really? I don't. Yeah. I don't remember that, but I believe it you. was like it was like this quick. Like okay, hey, we we, we got to go to the office. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Okay. I believe you. Take your word for it. Yep. Scott and Hope put a stop to that. They fight Ghost. Hank and Janet return and hit Ghost with their ship as they as it gets bigger. Hope sees her mom for the first time in 30 years. They cry and embrace. Uh, FBI is super nice to allow all this shit to be happening in the biggest tourist spot ever and not even <laughs> interfere. Uh, so that's great. They make jokes about last-minute business trips. Uh, Ghost is still laying on the floor somewhere. Uh, oh, she's awake. Sorry. Uh, Janet says, wait, I have magical healing powers now because of quantum stuff, so let me heal you. And she heals Ava. All right. I did laugh a little when like, Hank came out like 15 minutes later. It was like, yeah, I'm still alive, too. Yeah, I'm alive, too. <laughs> uh, classic dad. Classic dad joke. Dad's getting no respect, I tell you. No respect. No respect, I tell you. <laughs> Cops show up and they find T.I. and Russian dude who have the bad guys in cuffs. They injected him with uh, not true serum for the lulls. Uh, I said, Wu was smart. Last time he had a close call with Scott, he decided to post an agent right outside his house so they can just enter immediately. Just kidding. Scott made a big outfit he made his outfit really big and then uh tricked woo 
like he's a toddler basically (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's hiding behind that building right yeah yeah he like pretended he was hiding behind a building but it was just his suit we was a toddler be like come on get smaller get smaller now we caught you how did he get smaller though he got out of his there's a second suit i'm not sure he got out of his suit big oh yeah wait he needs a suit in order to get small no he fucked he shrunk in the suit took the suit off fucked with the regulator and made it real big made the suit only Uh, real big there you go somehow was able whenever he did that the suit was able to hold its position as if he was actually in it when it got big right they had had an oxygen (laughs) thing blowing in there uh, like uh, air jumpy campbell's things going there yeah it was like a wacky waving inflatable arm too man (laughs) whatever because yeah because it looks like it looks like he would have had to have gotten big and then Gotten yeah, out of there and then shrunk. Because then, then they show him running away in his shape. boxers. But right? you're saying he <laughs> got out of the suit and then hit a button and then the suit got big and then extended its arms around the building <laughs> to yes, hold it. Yeah, okay. clearly. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, right? I mean, why are you, why are you maybe, explaining this? It's pretty obvious. Maybe it was full of ants. <laughs> yeah. oh, big ants oh, and God. little ants because there were yeah, big ones in there with him. Yes, it had to be right. Perfect. Uh, Wu enters Scott's house and he's there playing drums. Uh, Scott did it. He's free of house arrest. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> there's a really funny exchange about Wu with Wu whenever uh, Wu says, See you later. And uh, <laughs> Scott says, Why are you going to see me later? And he's like, Oh, that's just like a thing we say. And he's like, Oh, I thought you were like asking me to dinner or something. And he's like, Why would I ask you to dinner? Like that little exchange I thought was yeah, really that's, good. I laughed. That's what I'm saying. The chemistry yeah. was awesome. Yeah, yeah and he yeah. was like, yeah, I was thinking the same thing, and he's like, "Well, what are you doing for dinner later?" <laughs> I am free tonight. I'm not doing anything, right? Like, yeah, it was really Rand- I do like Randall Park. I like that role for him a lot. Um, Scott's a free man. His business is blown up from being on the news of uh, Ti and uh, Russian dude catching the bad guys. <laughs> Poke it out, man. Uh, Luis and gang are celebrating. Hank and Janet fuck like fifty times straight. <laughs> and they show it all. <laughs> Lots of anal. Uh, <laughs> There's some ants that. involved. It just gets weird. <laughs> yeah. And wasps. And, well, <laughs> they don't channel wasps. The wasps. Wasps are just assholes. They don't even channel wasps. At least ants are. Yeah, they they go to an island, and Hank has um, his house from San Francisco. Uh, in a box that he can't carry because it retains its mass, so it's super heavy. So it's just sitting on the beach. They uh, took it on a plane, and the plane crashed and terribly. <laughs> everybody on board died because that's actually how lost happened. House and... He throws up his house that was built in like 1920 instead of building a brand new, like high tech, modern, beautiful house on a beach. He throws up his shitty house from fucking San Francisco, which apparently has electricity and plumbing. Yeah, and which, yeah, yeah. yeah. And- you don't you don't need a foundation. You just no right. Pop it wherever you want. Right. I mean, apparently on sand, on the beach during high tide or low tide, so you have no idea where high tide is. You know? right. Yeah, but it's it's romantic though because there was oh, a house I was... from thirty years ago, and you know she hasn't been around. So hey, baby, look what I got you. Bang! It's our house. <laughs> That's the thing. It's only in there for a few minutes, and then they can shrink it back down again and move it again. I mean, yeah, if they need to, just yeah. zap it and slide it further up the island there there you go no big deal yep who cares cassie's watching a movie in the car with scott and hope it's obviously a small car because that's what ant-man does uh they're watching a movie on a 
fucking but, laptop. But they all went crazy because they weren't wearing a helmet. So. <laughs> yep. They actually didn't happen. This is also a That's how the movie dream. ends. They all went fucking psycho because they weren't wearing a helmet. And then Moral of the story start, is wear your helmet. They start killing each other, and then it's basically uh, Emeryville Horror. Uh, so that's the end of fucking Ant-Man and the Wasp. Wait, by the uh, way, so... All those other cars were just like regular Hot Wheels. I there, think right? so. I don't. There was no need or necessary because they made me want to look like a drive-in movie. But nobody was in those cars, and they fulfilled, fulfilled no purpose but, whatsoever. Yeah. He's a thief, so they might have stolen the cars. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's his hot. That's his hard car collection right there. Uh, Can you imagine how easy it would be to steal a car if you could just like shrink it down and pick it up and put it in your pocket? <laughs> yeah. That's Jesus. oh man. That's a lucrative business right there. Yeah. Yes, it is. This the, should be the bad guys' technology, not the good guys. No, the bad guys' technology should be that gun that turns people into boogers. <laughs> From the first one, yes. <laughs> no, that should be their technology. Uh, Why not both? So we get one end credit scene. They figured out a way to make the quantum tunnel small enough to fit into a van. They send Scott in to retrieve quantum healing particles. As they're doing this, Hope, Janet, and Hank turn into dust, and they disappear. Scott, meanwhile, is stuck in the quantum realm, telling them that he's ready and they can pull him out. Real quick, uh, before you go on, they're go- they're going in that quantum realm to help Ghost. Ghost is now an ally of theirs. Uh, yeah. Uh, supposedly. We supposedly, never yes. Again, but, for but healing I mean, particles. Right. Right. That's why they're doing it. So they're going in for their ghost friend. Is- well, the, well, we'll find out later that, you know, Ghosts no longer exist. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, super weird that they're all into dust. Uh, don't know what's happening there. I've, God, I wonder what could happen that <laughs> make that happen. It yeah, is I don't know. very all strange. My notes, all my notes say is "aw snap." I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so. I, I, I'd always wondered if the quantum well realm was protecting. <laughs> Scott Lang, or if it was just, or if he was one of the luck of the draw, yeah, fifty fifty draw. But Wait, fifty percent of what? Fifty percent of luck. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I like I don't know. About. I don't know if he just got lucky, basically. Lucky for what? I don't know what you're talking about. Like lucky, he didn't turn into dust. Like I don't know if the quantum one was protecting him. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Well, there, there's obviously people that turn into dust, but he didn't. Was it because of the quantum yeah, realm? Yeah, there's three people that turn into dust. I know, I but know did he not about. because he was in the quantum realm? Twenty-five percent. Maybe it was a twenty-five percent chance. <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't know what. Ha- I don't know what happened. That's what I'm asking. Like, I don't get. I, I wonder what happened there. I don't know why Weird. he didn't, but everybody else did. Well, that is Ant Man and the Wasp. There, there was. There was the second cutscene. You didn't. It wasn't very fast long or significant, but it was there. Oh, there the was. I, yes. I, I didn't at the very watch it. at the I, at the very end. We were back in Scott Lang's house or whatever. It actually is. Yes, and we hear a pretty awesome drum solo. Well, as the camera zooms into where the drums are, uh, drums are, we find out it is not actually Scott Lang, but rather the giant ant who is wearing his, uh, yeah, is wearing his, uh, about that his ankle, made, ankle monitor was kicking ass, taking names. I did. I liked like the the feel of this scene. Aside from the ant playing the drums, like just like the TV screen had that like test pattern on it. Like, oh yeah, right, because this happened and, after the dust thing. Yeah, the dust thing must have done something really weird. I don't know what the dust thing was about, but 
Wow. Yeah, I, I am, hate. I am looking forward to Even maybe hearing more about this, stuff. I'm like, why? Is, this is it. Like, I sat through all these fucking credits for an yeah. ant playing drums. This is bullshit. <laughs> well, now I end this fucking podcast and nope. my life. Um, that ends our episode on Ant Man and the Wasp. There's only two things left to do. We need to rank them and rate them. Clint, you are a guest. We will go around the horn and we will rate it first, and then we'll go around and rank all the movies. So, out of ten, what do you give Ant Man and the Wasp? So, this one, as I, I hope anybody who's listened to any part of this realize, it is not the first one. It is definitely different. Um, Marvel even treated it. I, I don't think Marvel even gave it the full full respect it, it probably deserved. Um, yeah. I'm a little, little, little spoiler here. There is a third one coming out, and I think that one's going to really be be good. I have very high hopes for the third one, and I have high hopes for the third one because of the situation that it's going to find itself in. And we'll, Scott, we'll Scott, bring Scott, you back for that then. Yes, but Scott, I, I, your face is. <laughs> Absolutely appropriate. I, I have my doubts. I understand, and I understand. Clint will be here for Ant Man three, but I, I have faith. I have faith. Not not even necessarily because of Ant Man. I have faith. Be- and again, a little bit of spoiler because of who else is in it and what else is going on. Yeah, that's I why I have faith. Oh. Okay, because it's it's pr- it's going to end up being pretty damn significant. I also I also think it's a thing where the first two Ant Mans performed so badly at the box office versus other MCU movies that they stuck this person that you're referring to in Ant-Man 3 as a way to get people to fucking watch them. They might have, they might have, but I think it's actually important to the story. And I think it, it it doesn't, it's taken a while to get there, but it's going to get there. At least that's my hope. Yeah. So. Hey, look at Thor three. Exactly. Well, and you know, what's funny. Like all of them that have a three seem to have, a one that really sticks out. Iron Man one was awesome, you know. Captain Mar or Captain America two was the best one. Thor three was hands down the best one. So I'm hoping, at least in Bernie's sake, sake that the uh, the third one of Ant Man and, and the Wasp will be the best one hands down and be known as the best one. And I think that has possibility just with everything else going on. Again, a little bit of spoiler, getting ahead of myself. With that said, though. For my ranking, this was not nearly as good as the first one. I have high hopes for this one. This is definitely going to be Valley in the Hills. I'm giving it a six. Six. Okay. I'm and Paul Rudd probably boosted it up from a five because damn, I love that man and his comedy. Dwayne. Yeah, I mean, I remember the first time watching this. Like, it was just a fun. I think again, like it was a mindset thing. It was between Endgame and Infinity War, and I was just like, "Hey, another Marvel movie. Let's go watch it. It was kind of fun." Well, so is Captain Marvel too, right? Mm-mm. Captain yeah. Marvel. Oh, you're right. You're right. But Captain Marvel was. was, was but Captain f- Marvel established stuff. This was just. I know, yeah. but wasn't Captain Marvel also between the two? It was. No, but the it was thing before. is, wasn't it right? No, before? no, no. It was right after because because she's. Yeah, it was right after. But the thing was, like literally, I believe Infinity War came out in May of that year. And Ant Man came out in July, like it was right yeah, it after. Was, yeah, it was immediately. You know, like I think Captain Marvel was, if I if I remember right, and I could be wrong, more yeah, of like, like the Thanksgiving. Of yeah, it was yeah. it was later, so we had a little bit of time. Everything was happening, but this one just kind of came out boom right away. I don't know why was, they made the decision, was, but they did. 
I think for the end scenes, if I had to guess. Well, I'm guessing the end the scenes, yes. Right. But, although, I but, mean, uh, but it didn't need to be that quick, in my opinion. But but it really, I didn't get tempered perspective and expectations. So mm-hmm. I, I remember it being fun. Another fun Ant-Man movie. This time, I actually, I didn't take breaks like Bernie, but I found myself dozing off. <laughs> Um, so I'm going with the 5.5. Okay, so let me uh, let me write these scores down here. One, one other reason I gave it a 6, I actually really did enjoy the casting. I thought the actress, who actually hasn't been in much that I've seen, who played Ava, did a great job. Um, I can't remember Walton's last name, but who played Sonny. I like him a lot. Uh, even the kind of insubordinate characters, like the Truth Serum guy. You know, we're good. I think the casting was decent in this. Lawrence Fishburg was actually my least favorite casting because he didn't ever really show any emotion, and he's much better than that. But, yeah. um, but I thought the casting is what kind of boosted it up a little bit for me, too. Yeah. Um, Scott famously goes last, so I'll go next. Um, there are shitty movie tropes that happen all the time. MacGuffin stories, like... Rise of Skywalker, you need to go to a place to get a thing, to go to a place to go to a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there are tropes of, oh, let's just like make up sciencey bullshit to justify whatever we need to do in this movie. <laughs> There's characters we should have seen before, but we didn't because we need them to show up in this movie. This movie does all of that. <laughs> Not only does it do all that, Doing some of that, I'm fine with because movies do that all the time. Right. Even some some great action movies have MacGuffin things. Fine with it. This movie does all those shitty movie tropes and stretches that out to an hour and forty five minutes, and then you're left with fifteen minutes of actual plot. Marvel didn't know what they wanted to do with this movie. This movie was just bullshit. It was bullshit on a paper on a piece of paper. Just scribbled like bullshit. We need the quantum realm to exist. How do we get it to exist? They need to get Janet. Oh shit, we can't figure out how to do that in a movie. So let's just fill it with bullshit for two hours. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, who cares? Okay, yeah, I agree. Just, with you. Just filler stuff. Now, what I would have liked to have seen is maybe Ant Man and the Wasp go into the quantum realm and they have to fight quantum realm bad guys or whatever you know like weird stuff in the quantum realm explore the quantum realm for two hours you know what i mean mm-hmm. like you know how much fun stuff you could do in the quantum realm maybe there's a city in the quantum realm that you never knew existed that they stumble <laughs> upon and janet is like the queen of the city now you know that bullshit movie trope you know what i mean all right. that is so much better than we than what we got from this movie of nothingness this movie is nothing the bad who the fuck is the bad guy in this movie there's no bad guy in this movie. There really isn't. I agree with dumb, you. Dumb black market guy that was used to fucking have car chase scenes. He's the bad guy? You know, Ava's the good guy kind of at the end. Not a good guy, but, like, she's fine at the end. Like, they're working well, it, with her. Yeah. She didn't murder anyone. She she's a misunderstood. Anything, or, yeah, 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 yeah. All she did was beat, beat she's up. She's a victim of circumstance. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, she wasn't. She didn't commit crimes. You know what I mean? Like, she's she not, yeah. like, a, she's not a bad guy turned good. Like, she didn't do anything. Right. There's no, there's no like, stakes in this movie. Why you didn't explore the action quantum realm? I know they're probably going to do it for three, you know. Uh, quantum mania, I think. Right, I mean, that's what it's called. So. 
I would hope that they explore it. But like that'd be hilarious like, if they didn't actually. But yes, <laughs> like wouldn't that be like your thoughts of Ant Man two? You need to go get Janet. You well, go to the quantum realm, and you see all this weird shit, and then like, it, oh, there's this weird city here. And you like, got to remember, she's the queen of it, right? But you got to remember, and and Dwayne said this best that this was all this, this the little things at least that were established in here do matter for the next Avengers movie. I mean, that's, I mean, they, I'm, I'm not arguing with you. I'm saying that's why they did it. I, I remember liking Ant-Man, not, I remember enjoying Ant-Man 2 when I watched yeah. it in the movie mm-hmm. theater. Um, I, I loved Ant-Man this, 1. But, I gave right. Ant-Man 1 an 8, which is too. insane on my scale. Right. Dwayne throws 7.5s around like it's fucking Halloween. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't throw high scores around. So an eight on my scale means something, and I really enjoyed Ant Man one. Sure. I thought this movie lacked all chemistry that the first one had, mm. lacked all humor that the first one had, lacked all heart that the first one had. I thought this was just like a giant fuck you. Like we need to explain this two seconds of plot. Let's just make a movie out of it. Real and quick. Like, who Real cares? Quick. I'm Between not saying you big tent poles. Fuck sure. it. Who cares? Just do a movie. Real, I'm not saying you're wrong. But do you think things you have seen since then, since we're recording this, what is it, two, three years after this movie has come out, could have changed your perspective? I just think, I I just think having a different eye going into the movie experience okay. itself. Okay. Okay. Not necessarily that I'm looking to hate each movie because I'm no, not. No, no, no. There's lots of being... movies that I've loved. I loved Thor three. I gave a nine and a half. Yeah, like, I see I why. Super high on Thor three. Sure. But like this movie, I was just like I was fuming watching this movie. Like I was fuming at myself for not remembering how fucking awful this movie was. It's like how do I not remember that this like this movie sucks? Fair enough. Anyway, cool. long winded way for me to say I give this movie a fucking three. Oh it's wow, three. three. Wow. Okay. Three out of ten. Skay. Right. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Good luck following that. Uh <laughs> I, I'll lead with my score first. I gave this movie a four. Um, I like it better than Ant-Man 1. That's fucking... No. <laughs> no. No. It's all, It's by one. Like It's still going to be my third lowest... Well, spoiler alert. It's yeah. still going to be way down at the bottom of the rankings. Just... Uh, I liked it a little better. I thought some of the, like, the humor and relationship stuff here, like Scott and his daughter... Uh, woo the FBI dude like I, I actually enjoyed some of that interaction sure. the first one I didn't enjoy like at all because it was like overly forced like here's another Louise story he's gonna do the talking thing here's his gimmick you know they cut that back they dialed some of that back um, I really like the end like credits. I think the complete opposite of that I think this movie forced all that bullshit and the first one was organic about it. I think the first one was worse with it. I I don't know, man. I when I watched the first one, it was just like too much of that shit. And this was slightly dialed back. Um, I don't know. I it's I didn't enjoy it a whole lot either, but I was able to watch it more. I don't, I, without breaks, like you took a lot of breaks during the movie. I took like three. I, I had to I watch had to, three times for this movie. I was forced to take a break watching this one, but um, like, had wow. I not had to do that, I had to go back to work. I got a phone call and I yeah. had to go back to work I thought about you an hour in. 
you had to go beat it or something. Yeah, that's <laughs> wasn't wow. that kind of call. That, you know, that was his the, second time watching it, though. Yeah, this was my second time watching it. The first time, you know, I and even this time, I kind of went in and out a little bit of of paying attention totally. But right. um, but um, you know, I didn't. We got to realize like, I'm stopping every two seconds to take notes and like right. I'm constantly yeah. writing down bullshit. Where like I have, like, I can't, like I can't keep doing this. Like I need to. I have <laughs> a whole page of notes here. Yeah, you do. Oh, fuck um, off, dude! You should see my fucking two hours worth of bullshit notes. Yeah, I know, but that's more than I took for Ant Man One. That's more than I took for Ragnarok. Like Ragnarok, I took no notes on because that movie was pretty good, and I could remember a lot of it because I was paying attention to it like i enjoyed it this one i like wrote down a few more things for me to remember just because you know i, I needed to but uh i i actually you know it wasn't a great movie definitely not my favorite ant-man is the weakest of the bands still <laughs> or the woman's by the way i'll put it i'd put every woman in avengers above him black widow would kick the shit out of him unless he's 65 feet tall but even then. Maybe even then. Maybe even then. It's insane. Uh but yeah, well, four. Four. All right. Now we get into the everyone's favorite part of the, the show, the <laughs> ranking part. Um Clint, as the guest, you get the option on whether or not you want to go first. Sometimes we make Dwayne go first because it's fun <laughs> to <laughs> to watch him shit all over himself, try to figure out his ranking system. Well, since what you put the it like that, will not know is that we spent 15 minutes before we started recording <laughs> for Dwayne to figure out his list. You're not supposed to divulge that information. Behind the I scenes, divulging it. Well, I'm well, per it. per popular demand, I, I think Dwayne should go first. Okay, Dwayne, you need to show him the correct format as to how to do this. Thor three one, Avengers one two, Spider Man one three. Captain America 3, 4, Doctor Strange 1, 5, Iron Man 1, 6, Captain America 2, 7, Guardians 1, 8, Captain America 1, 9, Black Panther 10, Guardians 2, 11, Captain Marvel 12, Thor 1, 13, Iron Man 2, 14, Iron Man 3, 15, Ant-Man 1, 16, Avengers 2, 17, Thor 2, 18, Ant-Man 2, 19, Black Widow 20, Hulk 21. Fuck you. <laughs> now, now, I knew you were going to get real confident there, but uh, Black Panther and Captain Marvel both have sequels, so you should have said Black Panther 1. Yeah, but you guys never Marvel do, one. so fuck you. <laughs> Boom. Damn. Strong. That got aggressive. All right. Fair enough. That escalated quickly. And the format? I do. Um, I'm not. No, you don't have to do the format because you're the guest. But oh well, I, I'll 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 quickly. I I did one right before the show as well. I'm not gonna say it's like concrete and stone, but it, it it's decent. So, um, as you guys probably remember, my first time I did say Ant Man was my favorite MCU movie. Uh, Skay, I purposely have you blocked off on my screen so I can't see your reaction right now. <laughs> um, it actually is still there at this point, not because. Whoa! Yeah, no. I I loved it. I did. I was. I mentioned it at the time. It was a different type of movie. It was an origin story I didn't understand or know it beforehand. Um, it really really resonated with me, and I I think I've mentioned it numerous times that Paul Rudd is a favorite of mine. So that doesn't hurt. So, 
Um, kind of my my hodgepodge listing. Uh, Ant Man is number one. First Guardians number two. Uh, the first Iron Man is number three. Ragnarok for Thor three is number four. Doctor Strange is number five. Black Panther number six. First Avengers number seven. Captain America two. So um, Winter Soldier is number. What am I on eight? Um, yep. Avengers: This Age of Ultron I put is nine. Spider Man is ten. Um, Civil War was eleven. The first Avengers was twelve. Guardians two was thirteen. Ant Man the Wasp comes in at fourteen on my list. Following behind that is Captain Marvel at fifteen. Black Widow sixteen. The first Thor seventeen. Iron Man two at eighteen. Incredible Hulk at nineteen. Thor two at twenty. And Iron Man three at twenty one. Mm. Very you well have done. Age by the of way, Ultron above Avengers. I have no, no, no. Age of uh, no. Age of Ultron was not above Avengers. Yes, it was. No, Avengers was before, then Civil, and then uh, Winter Soldier, and then Age of Ultron. I think you need to relook at your list. You said Age of Ultron was before regular Avengers. I, I most definitely did not. But I'm not, and I, but I'm telling you now, looking at my list, it's not on there. Avengers is first, and then further down is Age of Ultron. Yeah, you said Avengers 1 too, didn't you? Yeah, I said Avengers, the first one first, then <clears throat> Captain America 2, then Avengers 2. Okay. Dwayne, you're going to have to play that back. I promise <laughs> you. In the editing process. All right. Uh, <laughs> and I'm wrong. All right. Yep. Edit it out. I'm never wrong. Edit it out. Um, all right. <clears throat> Skay family. Speaking of getting well. cocky. <laughs> So I'm not worried about it. Uh, let's go. And Thor 3, 1. Captain America 2, 2. Spider-Man 1, 3. Avengers 4, 1. Wait. Avengers <coughs> oh, 4, 1. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Avengers whoa. 1, 4. Guardians 1, 5. Iron Man 1, 6. Black Panther 1, 7. Ant-Man 1, 8. Doctor Strange 1, 9. Captain Marvel 1, 10. Captain America 1, 11, Guardians 2, 12, Captain America 3, 13, Avengers 2, 14, Thor 1, 15, Iron Man 2, 15, Black Widow 16, Thor 2, 17, Iron Man 3, 18, Ant-Man 2, 19, Hulk 20. I feel like... You did two 15s. (laughs) Oh, shit. What's happening, Bernie? Oh, wait a minute. That's not Dwayne. That's Bernie giving his list. Oh, shoot. Oh, what happened here? One <laughs> short. Uh-oh. I heard two 15s in there. <clears throat> Avengers 2, 15, Thor 1, 16. <laughs> and so on and so forth. <clears throat> what's, what's your lowest rated movie? Hulk. Hulk, you gave that a 2.5. 2.5. Ant-Man 2, I gave a 3. Ant-Man Jeez. 2 is my second worst movie. Okay. I fucking hate this movie. I hate this movie so much. Strong. I hated Black Widow, and, but I didn't hate Black Widow enough to put it below Thor 2 and Iron Man 3. I hated Black Widow. Black Widow is infinitely better than this fucking movie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I agree. I agree. By the way, Barney, how's that karma treating you? Fuck you. <laughs> we'll edit this out so my list is perfect. Oh, you will? All right, I'll send it over. 
Clint, I I don't have a reaction to your top rated movie. That's fine. Like if you like that movie the best. Oh yeah, no, cool. no, no, no. I I, I appreciate cool. that, and I, I again, and that's why I was just saying that's why you have me on here to switch it up and keep it real. Yeah. So I, I, I didn't, get it. I didn't. Uh, I have no qualms. No, with that. I that was that opinion, was strictly man. a joke just you because no I know qualms. how you feel ahead of time. Is um, that yeah? It I. I appreciate that, though. Yeah. You have no quantum mania. <laughs> oh, I'm again. I have high hopes. I have high hopes. I will. I'm, I'm expecting to be disappointed because I'll have high hopes on that. Honestly, one. But, like our list is pretty similar. I think in a lot of spots we even hit the same numbers a lot of the time. Um, nice. Avengers one one. Each Guardians. Other off after you do your <laughs> oh come on. You interrupting my number system here? Yeah, I'm gonna Dwayne oh, like it. Dwayne yelling gonna, at me. No, I'm gonna burn <laughs> it here and botch this whole thing. Avengers one one, Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy one two, Thor three three, Iron Man two four, Doctor Strange five. I love that. Captain America three uh, six, Iron Man one seven, Spider Man one eight, Black Panther one nine. Guardians of the Galaxy 2.10, Avengers 2.10, Captain America 2.12, Iron Man 3.13, Thor 2.14, Captain Marvel 15, Captain America 1.16, Black Widow 17, Thor 1.18, Ant-Man 2.19, Hulk 20, Ant-Man 1.21. What was your 10 and 11? Uh, Guardians 2 was 10, Avengers 2.11. All right, just make a show. Also, Doctor Strange is one. There's a Doctor Strange two coming out. So well, okay, yeah, but it's not Doctor out yet. Strange one five. I need, I need you to put put that in your ranking. Um, yeah. So that is Ant Man and the Wasp with our super special guest and Ant Man <laughs> resident resident Ant Man expert. Thank you for clarifying from the Dorksman and Geek Together. Uh, Ant Man three when it comes out, he will be coming back and joining us for that movie. Excellent. And all subsequent Ant Man movies for the rest of his life. <laughs> there won't be another one. I'm I'm fully so confident. In Thirty about that. years, if they reboot Ant Man, you are coming on a podcast. <laughs> you are, Deal. Deal. Uh, I'll be there. Your last dying breath, you will be our Ant Man. Paul Rudd could be Hank Pym in the reboot. Mm. <laughs> Man. No, he can't because the dude doesn't age. He'll still be the same dude. <laughs> oh, come on! What he's like, like seventy or eighty now. I mean, Christ, he'll, he'll be like hundred twenty when that comes out. So. Right. Be perfect. Uh, he'll look a little old. Will obviously, take the mantle of Ant Man and be Ant Woman, and we'll just have to continue on forever. It <laughs> might be Ant. I don't identify. You don't know. It's just Ant. Oh, right. That's all it is. Just Ant. <laughs> All right. Oh Christ! <laughs> Instead of alt right, Dwayne's ant right. <laughs> ant right. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, one more segment left, and that's a little thing we call plugs. Clint, why don't you plug away what you got going on? In sure. Your- so uh, I, it's been mentioned a couple times on a couple of podcasts. I'll I'll start with Geek Together. We talk a lot of designer toys on Saturday nights, eight or, no uh, seven o'clock Pacific time twitch.tv slash geek together come hang out with us come talk you know just toys in general uh, they do a show before that called Robbie Sack which is all about stuff coming out so if you're interested in that make sure you're checking that out too 
And then, of course, I'm part of the Dorksmen. Um, we are, what, 104 episodes in. We're very similar to Three Beers and a Mic, where we talk about what we like and related to what we want to talk about. We don't drink beer, unfortunately, during it, but we have a good time doing that. I hope you give us a listen, because we are also part of Cross the Streams Media, which is expanding and is getting better by the day. Uh, it started out great, and it's only getting better. So I hope you guys are listening to everybody on there. Because uh, there's so many good things. It really is. And there really is something for everybody on there. And I really appreciate all the work both Bernie and Dwayne have put into that. Because it is, it's growing and getting better all the time, like I said. And I love it. So, good work. But uh, we also talk Black Panther. I'd like you guys, or not Black Panther, uh, Black Widow. There's so many black superheroes, apparently. Um, why don't you guys, that came out really wrong. Um, just with the name Black, I should say. But uh, it'd be interesting to hear you guys talk about Black Widow. And then us talk about Black Widow and how it how it um contrast is where i was going with that but i really should just stop talking but anyway thank you guys for having me on please give us a listen uh at the underscore dorksman basically everywhere and uh yeah that's all i got yeah uh <laughs> great job plugging uh, yeah quote unquote great job i'm listening to the dorksman where clint says there's too many black supers <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I didn't say too many. I said there were a lot of, but yes, um, still just as embarrassing. Uh, uh, a quote that he's gonna want to take back <laughs> instantly, immediately when I I heard it slipping out of my mouth, and I was like, "Yeah, that needed to come back." Uh, good news is we can edit it. Uh, Whatever. So, Bad man. news is Dwayne will forget. I, well, yeah, they won't, and that, that's totally fair. I, I'm I'm liable for what comes out of my mouth. But I'll write it down. I, it doesn't guarantee I remember though. Fair right enough. Now, Fair enough. We'll reset here. <laughs> oh, it just did not come out right. Wow. You want to do the plugs again? We can do it. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's so, redo the plugs. <laughs> Don't mention the oh, black superheroes. Black superheroes will not come out of my mouth this time. All right, Bernie, go for it. And that just leaves us with one more segment left, and that's a little thing we call plugs. So, Clint, go ahead and look away uh everything you got going on in your life awesome i will we'll start with geek together we talk designer toys uh twitch.tv slash geek together every two every saturday excuse me on uh seven o'clock pacific come join us we do a show before that called robbie sack where we talk about things coming out this week i think there's a lot of good content something for everybody you'd be surprised some of the stuff that's coming out so please check it out even though you're going to grumble and growl as i say that and then uh of course like like uh, three beers and a mic here, I'm on the Dorkspin, and we are part of Cross the Streams Media. Um, we are a pop culture podcast, talk about what's on our minds, and then uh, do it our own way with unfortunately not drinking at the same time like these guys are, but I enjoy both. And all, everything that's on Cross the Streams Media. Uh, we actually did a Black Widow episode as well. I would love for you guys to uh, listen to, of course, three beers and an MCU and Dorkspin and compare some notes, see some contrasts, hear some different things. But other than that... Um, yeah, really loving Cross Streams Media. Dwayne, Bernie, thank you for all your time and effort you've put into that because there's something for everybody on there and it is a joy to have to be a part of it. It's like awesome. It. Thank you so much. Um, I like to take uh, at least 55% credit for Cross Streams Media. <laughs> I think that's written in my contract somewhere. Um, I didn't know there was 2% involved because Ber- uh, Dwayne gets the other 150 or 145. So awesome. <laughs> Uh, Chase gets like 3% and I get 55 and then Dwayne gets whatever the fuck's left. Fair enough. I think Enjoy your 142. <laughs> I will take all my nothing bucks to the bank. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, like 
Clint said, uh, you can follow us on CrossTheStreamsMedia.com where we're always adding new podcasts. New podcasts that we just added yesterday, IRL, but when you listen to this, it'll be a while ago. But STS guys, shoot the shit guys, um, just added to the network. Great, great podcast. uh, Add them. It is a great podcast. They're a lot of fun. I love all four of those guys. Yeah. Um, So they're added to the network. And then Three Beers in the Mic, our show, Burn Appetit, with (laughs) Wayne and Skay. That's my yeah. Um, nice. We just finished season one. We'll be doing season two in the fall. So keep your ears peeled for that. Um, and Skay, it's your turn to close us out. You close us out of all of our podcasts. Oh, boy. Okay. You always uh, act fucking surprised. <laughs> I know, but I can't. It's your like... turn every time to close us out. And every time you're like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> You, you, you always put me on the spot. That's something I never prepared. Um, That's why it's always it. good. Right, I was going to say, don't change it. Oh, man. This ending is going to be just as bland as this movie. Ant-Man 2. Uh, we want to thank you for listening to our review of Ant-Man 2. A free beers and an MCU podcast on the Cross the Streams Media Network. Cross the Streams Media Podcast.